and welcome to episode 174 of the Sunny 16 podcast. We've got a special double whammy show for you this week. The second half of the podcast is excerpts from an afternoon into evening that I spent with John Whitmore in my dark shed uh, having some fun. Uh, but that will come after a conversation I had last week with Matt and Michelle from Ilford Photo discussing the new announcements that will be hitting the airwaves pretty much right about now. In fact, I expect if you go to ilfordphoto.com whilst you're listening to this, you'll hopefully find loads of information on there. But if you don't want to do that, you just want to listen, then stay tuned because uh, Matt and Michelle dish all the news on what's coming out of Ilford. Uh, is the second half of the show related to the first half? It would seem sensible, but no spoilers, darlings. Um, I think we should just crack on straight into it with Matt and Michelle. Okay, so it is currently the 17th of October, a mere week before the start of Photo Plus over in New York, and I am delighted to have on the other end of the phone the wonderful Michelle Parr and Matt Parry from Ilford Harmon Technologies. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hi, Graham. So I have grabbed you in the middle of your working day because I know that there's no chance at all I'm going to be able to grab you this time next week because you're going to be very busy this time next week, aren't you? Yes, I mean we've we've got quite a bit going on as you as you know. So, we're, but we're delighted to spend some time with you, Graham. It's always you know <laughs> one of the highlights of our of our working day. <laughs> uh, you know, I lacked I sense the lack of conviction conviction in that statement. Matt, but... I thought that was quite sincere. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Michelle, because you, well, yeah. you, you know she him can better. see my face. You can't, so yeah. she yeah. could see the sincerity. I mean, Matt's just written a note that says, where's Rachel, with a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> where's my favourite one? Where's Rachel? <laughs> what have you Listen, you get what you get and you don't get upset. I'm afraid this is, you know, this is the daytime crew. Um, look, <laughs> <laughs> Matt's Which sincerity or utter by. lack thereof aside. Um, We've just been talking, haven't we, about how we're having a look at your Skype profile picture, which, you know, it's... it's it's very off-putting, to say oh, the least. I, what do you mean off-putting? He should share that on his on his yeah, so so, site. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then Rachel already. He might lose a few subscribers, but you know. I, I think you'd find we'd gain quite a lot of subscribers. I mean, I'm pretty sure our numbers went through the roof after I put my shirtless picture of me cradling a Jalugatel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, think, I think that's the key to our future success. Yeah, maybe it's not the listeners you want, though. But yeah. uh, you may well have a point there. Um, but I, I think you're being blessed by having that picture to look at whilst we chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you've only just had lunch as well, I would imagine. So perfect <laughs> timing. <laughs> so anyway, I have collared you two um, because... You've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so like I said, we're recording this a week before, so this will be going out, hopefully, at exactly the same time that all this stuff is going live. He says, hopefully, definitely won't be going out before. It should be going out perfectly on time. It won't be going out before, because otherwise um, you've already threatened to hunt me down and kill me. So um, We didn't say kill you, but we did say we'd hunt you down. Yeah. We haven't yeah. decided the punishment. <laughs> it's a little ominous, whichever way you look at it. Yes. <laughs> um, so where to start with the stuff that you guys have got to talk about? Um, I, I think, because there's, there's there's two big things. I mean, they're all super interesting, but there's kind of two big things. Um, and I think that the one that will probably be of most interest to more, most of our listener base, because 
um, you know, everybody who listens to us is probably doing it, is that there's some new film formats coming out. I think that's the best way of putting it. Some some new film availability coming online, uh, which is always hugely exciting. So let's start off talking about that. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I mean, so as you're alluding to, we are launching Ilford Ortho Plus, um, which, as the name suggests, is an orthochromatic film. Um, we currently have that film in cheap format. We've had it in cheap format for some time, but it's it's never been really marketed or pushed towards you know a photography application. It's been designed as, I guess, a technical film, a copy film. Um, so for people who want to copy negatives, for example. Um, so what we have decided to do is coat it onto an acetate base and bring it out in 135 and 120. Um, we've tested it. We think some of the images are, are absolutely stunning on it. You know, it's a really fine grain, um, nice and sharp. Uh, so, you know, it really lends itself well into things like landscape photography. Um, one of the, the quirks with any ortho film is that it basically um, sees the, the blue and red, it's blue and red, uh, sorry, blue and green sensitive. So it doesn't show reds in the same way. So reds, oranges, darker colors come out um, particularly dark. So that can lend a nice effect to it. Um, but one of the other quirks to it is that you can actually process it um, or, or see it, view it, handle it under a dark red safe light. So much like our direct positive product as well. Um, you can use it in a dark room um, under a, a dark red safe light. So anyone that you know struggles to process in a changing bag or in, you know loading a spiral in pitch black can actually then you know use this as well. So it's definitely got some um, interesting features to it, but the, the, the actual yes. images that can be created from it are actually quite stunning as well. Yeah, there are, I mean we've seen some images some landscape images that we will be sharing at the launch and they're absolutely beautiful you don't get a lot of red in landscapes so <laughs> the fact that it's orthochromatic doesn't matter um we've also seen some nice portraits on it as well mm. um i mean it's i is um iso rated 80 for daylight so it's quite it is a slow speed film a lot of those people that have been asking for a slower sheet film as well it is already available in shoots so it might it might help fill that gap a bit if people know more about it. Um, the thing that is a little bit unusual because of the red sensitivity is the speed rating changes if you're in tungsten lighting. Oh, really? Yeah, and we we'd, we suggest you rate it at 40 or pull it back a stop. So even though the DX code is DX coded at 80, um, you'd have to manually adjust that if you were shooting indoors or in tungsten lighting because that light has... Um, more red, less blue tones to it, it is going to be less sensitive in that light. Yeah. Would that also be the case if you're shooting sort of um, sunsets as well, that kind of thing, where there's more red light at that time of day? Um, it, it doesn't make too much of a difference. So I shot a roll um, last week, just one of our, our kind of test rolls, and again, you know, shot it at different times of day and things. It's still, you know, unlike ortho films of the past where you might lose a lot of detail in the reds and the oranges, this actually still retains some of that detail. So it just looks more contrasty in those situations. So um, it's actually, you know, really nice. It just lends it a slightly different effect. So it's, you know, all of our other films are panchromatic. 
Um, so this is just something that is a little bit different. And I guess really the reason, part of the reason we brought this out is because people want choice, you know, people are happy with all of our films. You know, we've seen some comments to the teasers that, you know, surely there's not room for another black and white film on the market, but, you know, there's always room for choice. And I think essentially that's what we want to give people, the chance to try something different, the chance to try something that, you know, they can think about a little bit more in terms of what they're shooting and how they're shooting it. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's just something different, interesting, we think, in terms of um, product from a, you know, a photographic, a photographic application. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, and it sounds like it's one of those films that um, probably a bit like um, Pan F, where it's, it may well not be, or it's almost certainly not going to be your everyday film of choice. But the fact that it's got these inbuilt limitations, the fact that it can't see red light, um, is going to mean that it's going to make um, creative choices really important. Uh, you were saying about the fact that it's been, you've seen some really nice landscape images. Um, I mean, do you think that will be the main application or can you see people trying it in all sorts of different stuff? I think people will try it in all sorts. I mean, I, I kind of mostly I put film in a camera and I'll walk around and take pictures of, of most things. So, um, you know, when, when people shoot sheet film, for example, you normally have a specific thing that you're going to shoot in mind. So I can imagine people who, who have four by fives, eight by tens, they, they will, you know, be quite happy to pick this up and, and shoot it because especially, you know, you guys have been crying out for, and F in, in sheet film, it's, um, you know, potentially this is, you know, a very good choice for you to have a go and have a play with that. But, you know, stick it in um, 35 mil, stick it in a 120. I think, you know, there, there are plenty of options there. It does lend itself nice to, to landscape because it's very fine grain and also, you know, purely because there's not a lot of landscape in red unless you're shooting autumn colours. Um, or four colour colours, as your American audience will prefer to say. But you know, yeah, it works for everything. Yeah, I think it's good. And you're saying that, th that this film has been available as sheet film for, I'm guessing, probably many years, because it's it's not one that I'd heard of before you told me about this. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I mean, that that's the thing. We've never we don't necessarily list it as as one of our normal films. You know, um, because it was always it was always classed as a technical film. Yeah, as a copy film, and it's yeah. only. As we've looked at it more, well, yeah, as we spent more time looking at it, we've realised what the applications are, we've tested and realised what actually can be done with it. I mean, yeah. for me, one of, the big, one of the big plus points for it, especially for people that are new to film, is that they can load, they can um, process it in a dark room as long as it's under a really dark red safe light. They don't have to do that awkward fumbling in the, well, they might want to, fumbling in the dark <laughs> with the re you know trying to load the reel for the first time they can see what they're doing they can she's getting a funny look right now talking about fumbling in the bathroom <laughs> it's looking at that picture great that's yeah. doing it a... that's, that's what it is yeah so yeah they can they can you know build the confidence by learning to load develop processes in the dark room before maybe moving on to other films as well where they can that then have to be processed in fully dark yeah, yeah. i think that's wonderful i mean especially as you with um 
one two zero film as I'm um, I'm pioneering this now. End all arguments. It's one two zero film. No, not one, not not one twenty mm. I can hear I can hear M's teeth grinding from here, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also with sheet film because although there are solutions out there for home developing sheet film, but um, if you want to just give it a go to be able to trade develop it with a red dark red light on that's hugely useful and um yeah learning to shoot learning to um load and unload um the roll film with the light on it, it's really helpful um how easy is the film to shoot in general how forgiving is it because obviously there's a difference between something like hp5 and um the delta roll range of films um the delta being you know, you want to be more precise with those whereabouts does the also fall on that spectrum i'd probably suggest it's closer to the, the deltas i mean hp5 is kind of <laughs> it, we know it's very very forgiving you know you can push that to your heart's content um, FP4 as well because of you know the the way it's made the emulsion the grain structure etc. So I think with this um, we've not tested it fully yet, but you know I I would suggest at the moment until we've fully tested it, uh, you know keep it in and around its um, ISO 80 ISO 40 type um, shooting speed and see where you go from there. I mean I'm sure some of your listeners will will quite happily experiment and push it and pull it and see what can be done with it. Yeah. So, you know, again, um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of feedback we get from from your listeners as to, to what they can do with it. Yeah, it's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes from this and what people do make with it because any new film is exciting, but especially to get one that is quite distinctly different as you said matt you know there are a lot of black and white films out there but actually um <laughs> not all chromatic films that's not a thing that we are overburdened with um yeah exactly it's been interesting you guys have been teasing the last week on <laughs> um twitter and instagram about that you've got some announcement coming and because of the graphics you've used people are going oh there's some film stuff happening there's so um has it been interesting for you guys seeing what people think it might be or hope it might be <laughs> yeah um, do you know what i found really really interesting how many people have actually or have immediately recognized that there's colors on there and that the colors probably have some sort of significance um one of the suggestions we've had quite a few times is is it xp2 because the background of the uh, 120 and 35 mil cassettes are is red and we're like no it's it's not the same red, yeah. um, but that's something people have picked up. It could be XP2, and the same with the purple, the purple one, which, unlike a suggestion by somebody, is nothing to do with Quality Street and chocolate. <laughs> um, again, yeah, I wonder who that was. That's been Although that chocolate camera did look nice. <laughs> There's quite a lot of speculation that that's going to be Delta 3200 sheet film. So it is, and it also gives us ideas of what yeah. people are looking for. What I mean, people. there's a lot of um, suggestions. It's colour film, <laughs> which obviously that may disappoint people, but it's not. But, you know. Yeah. Can, um, can, can you guys remember, because I know that this is probably a little bit before your time, but how how far back do people have to go before they find an Ilford manufactured colour film? Um, I've got one on my desk, but it's very old. So <laughs> Well known yeah. since new. Oh no, it's it's not not nothing that we're kind of yeah, uh, releasing. Don't, don't don't read anything yeah. into that. It's just yeah, I can see it from where I'm sat. But um, I mean, yeah, way before our time, Michelle and I are far too young. Well, I am. Michelle's not. I knew you were going to um, say that. So weird. So, so, so yeah. Weird. So what was it? Like the fifties, sixties when Alfred last made. Oh it? God, I think it was. I'm not sure. To be honest, I honestly don't I'm know. I'm just trying to think when we start making the colour film. 
Well, we're still making one started here, Matt, before you make any suggestions. Yeah, I mean, that was probably back in the 70s. Yeah, so I feel like it's around 60s. that sort of time. Do you know? Yeah, I think it was probably 60s, 70s. That's off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, so quite some time ago. Because um, a lot of people have been sort of speculating about this, as you said, going, oh, could it be colour film? And, you know, you've got the setup, but. I'm guessing that um, the lack of several of the plants that you used to have back in the 60s, 70s may make that a bit harder now. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, making colour film is is a different um, beast to, to making black and white. So, you know, obviously our factory is very much geared up to making black and white and doing that to the best of our ability. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, that is our primary focus and it has been for many 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 years so you know we, we are dedicated to to making the best possible black and white films for people to use yeah um, although we won't be making somebody suggested an ilfa zebra no <laughs> which was one of the suggestions was that m as well no it wasn't no. I, don't, I can't remember who that was so yeah so, so yes i think that, that, that i mean i guess you know from people wanting color film um there, there is obviously choice out there. There's possibly not as much choice in colour as there is in black and white, but there are, um, you know, there's options. A, there's, there's a few options. There's enough. You know? There's a lot of good stuff. I, I, yeah. I personally, I think the fact that you guys focus solely on black and white, it's, it's. I don't think it's a bad thing, um, because it means we get a fantastic quality of stuff, uh, and which leads us on really nicely, actually, to the second big announcement um and this is going to be very exciting for a lot of people um because this is relating to probably your biggest selling um paper-based product so why don't you tell us what that is so um this is this is very exciting for for us this is the the biggie this is the one that we've kind of really been working towards so we are launching ilford multigrade rc deluxe and effectively what that is, it's our fifth generation of multigrade RC papers. So our first multigrade paper, in fact, the world's first variable contrast paper um, was launched back in around 1940, I think it was. So as I say now, this is the, the fifth generation. So generation four, multigrade four that, that people know and love, um, that's 25 years old now. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, half Michelle's age. So, <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not in the same room. That, that's not, caught you know, in the punch. That, that, is, that is a joke. She's, she's a bit older. So, um, sorry, that's just in banter. So, yeah, so 25 years ago. So, effectively, this, this project's been ongoing for... Eight years? Yeah, best eight. part of about eight years. A long time. Um, and the idea is that, you know... Over the, the kind of the first four generations, there was constant iterations and improvements, you know, as, as things changed. So the idea now is that we've kind of been building upon, you know, a solid foundation. You know, there's nothing wrong with multigrade four, but as with everything, you know, our goal has been to keep improving, make it better, make the manufacturing smarter. So we've built the emulsion from the ground up again. It uses, um, the, the most current manufacturing or emulsion making technique, which brings it on par with all of our fiber papers, our cool tone and warm tone RC papers, for example. And yeah, so we, we've obviously as part of that transition, we've aimed to build in certain improvements. You know, the, the certain differences, for example, the, um, the base tint is slightly warmer. 
um, very slightly and the idea behind that because we appreciate some people won't be too keen on, on that as a change but it was a deliberate change because our cool tone RC paper um, was very similar to the multigrade 4 standard um, tone so it was quite a very bright white base tint so we've worn that up slightly just to have a bit of a differentiation between it um, it is better better blacks better dmax it's got better um, spacing between the grades which you know, effectively makes it easier to print um, it's still got the full range of, of tonal spacing from double zero up to five um, it's better at the higher end we think you know which, which is a, an improvement over four um, so yeah I think anything else I've missed no, there? did you mention the toning quality the oh tonal? yeah yeah so I mean we, we've done some tone um, toning work testing it and we think there's definite improvements in terms of its ability to tone over its predecessor um, and again, you know, this is something that, you know, a lot of people who tone use fiber papers because of the, the qualities yeah. that, that they offer. But for people learning, for example, students just first getting into a dark room who want to, you know, have a go at toning, this is a great option now because, you know, the toning properties, they're nowhere, obviously they're not on a par with, with fiber papers, but it's you know a step change improvement over the predecessor we believe in terms of how well it will tone what's been really nice as well graham on this is as we've gone through we've used a lot of people that we speak to regularly on our social channels and we've had people under nda who's done some testing for us that we know print and they've been really good and they've tested maybe some of the earlier and different iterations and we've took all of their feedback to actually keep making improvements and to get to the product that we're finally launching with and I mean, they've been an integral part of it as well. All of those people that helped us test and sent us feedback. And we had people from all over the world that did that for us. They sent us prints about the fielding questionnaires. And, um, you know, they, they really give it a good, a good testing. So, I mean, things like that, but you can't, we can test in-house, but until the end, an end user tests it, you don't get the same yeah I mean, the same level of feedback or you know and what one of the other driving forces behind this is that you know we we want more and more people to get back in, into the dark room we want more and more people to experience the the kind of the joy the creative um you know approach to photography and a lot of that is derived through printing and so you know the, the idea behind trying to do such a, a kind of a big launch, a big kind of initiative as this is to to really get people involved with printing. We, we see a lot of people, there's a lot of people shooting film now, lots of them all over the world, but often they scan their prints, or they scan their negatives, sorry, and they leave it there. And so, you know, one of our aims, certainly over the next years, we're going to try and encourage more people to get back into the darkroom, get back printing, because I think once you experience it, once you see your print coming through, in a trail developer, that is, you know, yeah, we, we describe it as kind of the magic of darkroom, but it sounds a bit twee, but it really is. Yeah, it's that know, control it, as well. Yeah. I mean, people that use, they go into Lightroom, they go into Photoshop, they dodge, they burn. Doing that with a homemade dodging tool out of a piece of red cellophane and a lollipop stick, and there's just something about it that's much more creative. And we're really hoping that we can encourage new people into the darkrooms as well as those that have been in there in the past and maybe now just scan. Because yeah. I think it's that, it's that whole 
forgotten generation. If there's no prints, mm. there's no, uh, there's no mem- you know, there's nothing there. We used to look through photo albums. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So I think you know part of the drive behind this paper is not just to improve on the paper, but it's to hopefully get people interested in printing. And I'm not saying there aren't people, there's plenty of people who do it, but we just want more people to do it. You know, we want kind of that excitement that people have about film to be there for the paper and for printing uh, in a dark room as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for people who are not yet into printing and who maybe don't kind of, it's not into the world of papers, this reformulation of the multigrade um, is basically on the same level, but for paper, as it would be for you guys to reformulate HP five, essentially, isn't it? It's it, it yes. is because it is that that is the kind of same position in printing that HP five offers in film. It's it's a huge deal. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is probably our biggest uh, product. You know, this is our our biggest selling product. Um, worldwide. Yeah. yeah, worldwide. It's probably the biggest selling, certainly black and white photo paper. In, in the world. So, you know, this isn't undertaken lightly. We want to make sure that we continue to be able to offer people the very best uh, products that, that we can do. So, you know, part of that is making sure that we can manufacture that effectively. We can manufacture it consistently, that the actual attributes of that paper are fit for what people want to do with it nowadays. So it's future proofing it as well, isn't yeah. it? People know by seeing us do this, they know we're not going anywhere, we're not going away. We want people to keep printing, we don't want that to stop. We want them to keep shooting film. So we're trying to um, obviously we want to encourage new people into shooting and to and to printing, but we also want to give something back to those that have been doing it all along. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think you know the other thing it's worth pointing out is that I think we have something like twenty different darkroom papers. 20 so you know from rc and fiber to um cool tone warm tone variants postcards postcards, you know you can actually print on our portfolio paper which you know effectively becomes a a postcard you've got our art paper which is on a hannah muller base so it's kind of like a a fine art paper so we we have a lot of choice you know and our goal as with film is to give people choice and i think that's you know fundamentally what it's, it's it's all about yeah i and i love the fact that you said that development on this um because people often make the comment of oh well you know nothing much is happening and why aren't ilford and kodak doing more stuff and you said that development on this started eight years ago yeah, yeah. i think yeah. there's literally been blood sweat and tears at some point yeah <laughs> yeah i think it, don't get me wrong it's not it's been one of the, the projects that's bubbling along in the background. It's not been someone's dedicated job for eight years because you know, they'd be sat by now. They probably wouldn't <laughs> last this long. But you know, it has been something that was initiated, or the first concepts and the first um, requirements were built. You know, over sort of, sort of eight years ago. And as I say, you know, we we have kind of accelerated that over the last one to two years to you know try and bring this product get it over the line get it out there and get people you know back in the dark room and using these products yeah well i can only imagine how happy the the whole team at ilford which is as we, <laughs> i feel we need to point out it's not a very big team at ilford despite what people yeah. may think how, how many of you are there at the moment do you know roughly uh-huh. Best part of that, well, two, about, about 200. 200. About 200, yeah. Given yeah. given the fact that you're supplying the entire world with uh, so much stuff, it's not very many people doing it. Um, huge congratulations 
to all of you for getting to this point for bringing out this because I, I think it's it's fantastic seeing this come to market. I, I'd imagine that uh, a lot of people are very pleased to be at the end of the, that part of yeah. the journey. I mean, we've got a lot of brainy scientists here that kind of yeah. you know create the emulsions, and you know you'll have seen some of them in our our video that we put out not so long ago. Mm. You know, which gave people an insight into you know what goes on. Primarily, that was looking at film, but effectively, a lot of the same processes apply to paper. So, yeah. you know, it's a bunch of people with PhDs and lab coats that, you know, are hidden away. <laughs> I, I make them sound strange, don't I? Michelle's looking at me like I've said something I'm wrong. just like, shut up now, Matt, before we get in really big trouble by... They, they won't be listening. They it's won't fine. be listening. No, they, we don't let they, them have a radio or anything. They on don't the know what podcasts are, do they? Because they're sitting in the labs yeah. and they're not yet. But we have brought a load of young people on now. Oh, and they might, we might be in trouble then, so. might It's all Matt's fault if anybody yeah. is listening. So. So, yes, I apologise <laughs> to, to our people. Um, but that's what they are. They're people in lab coats with PhDs that are busy working with crystals and, you know, emulsions to try and, you know, put that onto a product that does something specific when people get it into a dark room. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they do a very good job at that. So we're very lucky to have them. Yeah, I know. Well, having yeah, had that, them back. that probably run them back. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, having had the pleasure of meeting a few of those delightful people with PhDs in lab coats, I can say one, um, uh, Sterling work gentleman, two, you're right, I definitely don't think that they know what a podcast is. They seem, <laughs> they seem very bemused by the concept when we were there recording with them. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, and that's probably because you didn't look like your profile picture. <laughs> Thinking, who's this guy? Yeah, who is it? Yeah, he's not doing his finger gun. Pose. I really thought it was the guy in the profile picture's dad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! Come on now. Oh it's man. Tinder, Tinder picture, isn't it? That's terrible. Again, aren't Sorry, we, Graham? Graham. Carry on. On the subject of something um, new and uh, <laughs> and and you know the old being left behind. Um, for people, what is the crossover period going to be like? Because as you said, there are some people who have been using. Uh, multi-grade for for probably their entire printing life how long is that still going to be available for is there going to be much of a crossover i, I can't imagine there's going to be a hard stop uh, it, it, it's a, it's essentially while stocks last of four so the final coating of i was going to say that we're going to finish four today that's it there's no more available there's a big bonfire out so, the back it, yeah so it, it's while stocks last effectively we, we have made our final coating of multigrade for um so you know we, we still have some it's still plenty available in the market um our distributors are still buying it and selling it and our dealers so it is available but as i say the the idea is that the transition is happening in let's say faster running sizes and it will gradually then filter out through the range. So effectively, the full range that you get today in multigrade four will be available in multigrade RC Deluxe. But not initially. But not initially. Because so, we well, initially we're just launching, like Matt said, the fast, the fast running products. So they'll be available immediately. And then other products will add as the multigrade four stocks out. They'll add into the RC Deluxe range. Okay, so when you say immediately, so as people listen to this on October the 24th, where can they go? Where should they go to click on and go, oh, I can buy this now? They can go to their favourite dealer, whoever they are, wherever they are, um, and they can certainly ask for it. If that dealer doesn't stock it, then they should be stocking it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if that dealer has run out, they can ring up and place an order if they're in the UK or they go via our local distributor in that market. Um 
and they just need to ring and get in touch and we can advise them what products are available. But their dealers should still have some because um, at the time of this going out, our dealers will all be aware, but we're working through the process of doing that at the moment. So not all dealers will have multi-grade RC Deluxe at the time of launch, but we hope it won't be far It'll off. It'll be on the way. And that, just going back to mentioning the ortho before, stock for that isn't going to be available on launch date, but it should be two weeks maximum after. Two weeks maximum. Pressure on. Maximum after. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, <laughs> it's going into full production in the next week or two. Um, so by the time we announce it, it will be in production. So it's just a case of... Getting it out. Getting dealers, it out. Getting it, you know, yeah. Getting through the warehouse, getting it out into dealers. So as Michelle said, it's it shouldn't be far off for that. Yeah, it's not going to be one of these that we launch a product and six months later it's still being waited for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know any companies that do that, Michelle. Can you think of any of them? None that I'd mentioned on the podcast, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it is coming out the sorry the author is coming out in 35 and 120 you say yeah and 120 yeah and sheet film of course because oh, it's yeah. already in sheet film. sheet film uh wonderful stuff which can be um, bought straight away so. <laughs> that explains, that explains I, the red teasers doesn't it and the, so they're the two also the cassette and the and the purple ones the multi-grade rc that's our new color for that brand yeah so you've still got one to go. Okay, so go on then. Let's see what the other one is. So the the, the final one, uh, well, it's not the final one because you want to talk about the camera thing, don't you? But the, the, <laughs> the um, camera thing, one, well so, sold. The final one of the, the teasers is we are working with Patterson, who hopefully your audience are very familiar with, to come up with a kit um, which links into the simplicity range of film processing chemicals we launched last year. And the idea is that this kit contains everything that you need to process your first two rolls of film. So effectively, that is um, a simplicity starter pack. So that includes your dev, stock, fix, and wetting agent. Uh, it includes an Ilford cassette opener, you know, end cap remover. It includes uh, Patterson Universal Tank, which is, is the 600ml Universal Tank, so it holds two spirals. It obviously includes two of their reels. It includes three 600ml graduates. And the idea behind having the three large ones is that with simplicity, you can simply pour the full contents of that in to a 600ml graduate. And then with um, water at the correct temperature, you just fill it up to 600ml, use the included stirrer, and, and the universal tank, which happens to be the right size as and well. And the universal tank. So effectively, when, when we, um, Simplicity, the idea behind Simplicity was, was created, the measurements for it were based on that tank, the Patterson tank. This product can work with any tanks, um, but it's geared towards that one particularly because, you know, we, we picked what we felt was one of the most popular. Mm. And we, we kind of then did the measurements around that. So it just made sense that we teamed up with Patterson, who are obviously another UK manufacturer as well, that we work very closely with anyway, um, to pull together this kit that we think um, will hopefully make it very easy for people just to pick it off the shelf or order it online. And then they'll have everything that they need to go ahead and shoot a couple of rolls of film and they can then 
process them at home. The only thing we can't provide is a dart ring. Yeah, effectively, they they can buy a changing bag. The changing bag obviously isn't included because people will prefer to use dark rooms, some of them, or or whatever space that they have. And also because it would have pushed the cost of the, the kit higher than we'd like it to be. So some people will have a bag up and, you know, make a dark room. But effectively, aside from the film that they'll need to shoot and the dark room itself, this contains everything that they need. Um, so that also includes two sets of film clips and the thermometer, etc. So it's a really, really nice kit. Um, it's a nice gift idea for anyone that's interested in film. Present. Great Christmas present. Um, but you know, if you're debating whether to have a go at processing your own or develop your own film, this is the way that you can just pick it off the shelf and you've got everything that you need. Obviously, once you've used the the chemicals, you'll need to replace the chemicals. But simplicity is always geared towards people, ideally just getting started or people who don't process a lot. You know, that was the whole principle behind it. Um, so you know, you can replace it with um, you know our larger chemical bottles or you can move on to powders, whatever you want. But this is really just to get people started. Yeah. And as you said, what a perfect gift for somebody, the person you love who has just got into film photography <laughs> or or maybe been shooting for quite a while but hasn't taken the step of actually developing yet. I think that's great. So um, will these be out in time for Christmas? Yes. So um, anyone in the UK, they'll buy it by their normal dealers, Um and they'll be stopped from Patterson. Um, we we are covering uh, rest, rest of the world of distribution effectively. So the, these will be available all over the world through the normal be on our dealers. UK website as well. Yes, but, it will. Yeah. So if you're taking part in the Impulsive Secret Santa and you're feeling generous this year, then obviously <laughs> this would make a very nice gift for, for someone. Along with a couple of ortho films and a pack of mushroom glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. you know, if anyone wants to receive that this year. That would be very nice. Yeah, them. you'd be really chuffed you, with you with that. Yeah, you yeah. Certainly... And a signed photo of Graham. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be top of everyone's. Just my um, wrapping paper. Yeah. But anyway, you, yes. Do you guys know what the um, recommended retail price for this kit's going to be? Oh. Yes, but I can't remember. Good question. <laughs> um, it will be, I think. I know it's sub a hundred dollars. I think it is. Yeah, it's under a hundred. Dollars. US dollars, that is. So as opposed it, to English it, dollars, right? Good. I'm glad you clarified that. Those, yeah, as opposed or, to any other dollars, yeah. And there are lots of other dollars, Graham. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yes, US. We came really prepared for this with that in front of us. Yes. Yeah. No. But yeah, we. Yeah. So again, that's another thing that we've been working on this year, just to try and, you know, make it easy and accessible. You know, people will have bits of this, so for them, you know, this isn't the kit for them, but it is really for, as more and more people are getting into film, as more and more people want to process, particularly black and white, um, there are obviously labs available to do it, but this is a good option for the people who want to have a go themselves. The more accessible we can make it, hopefully the more people have a go. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. The, 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 as you said, the more you can smooth the pathway for people into trying these things, um, the, then the better it is for everybody, I think. It doesn't matter what aspect of it we're looking at. I think any time you can remove barriers from people having a go, and they might try it and it may not be their thing, but at least this way they also haven't had to invest huge amounts of money and spend loads of time. They can just go there. Buy the one thing, get everything they need, bar the dark bag or the dark space, and and you know just go with it. 
um, I think that's fantastic. I think I loaded my first ever roll of film underneath the duvet, so you know you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Oh, there was, there was. I was wearing a very thick jumper at the time, and it went quite badly wrong, and I nearly died <laughs> from heat <laughs> exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know? I don't want to know what. It's just you know you can contaminate the film with your bed sheets. So we just. <laughs> <laughs> what worries me is how you know about Graham's bed sheets. So. <laughs> I just can see his profile picture. Of course, yeah. I'm still <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. It's He's very... actually blown it up on the screen. Yeah. He's now surrounded by flashing love hearts. It's going to get imported in the photo. I... I hope the next time I come to visit you guys, that's just going to be a, a, like a portrait somewhere in your office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that artboard we've got downstairs. Very rude. Whilst we're on the subject of ideal Christmas gifts, because there's something else which, um, because of the... Uh, complications with the fact of that you obviously you guys work for Harman Technologies of which Ilford is a part um but you also do some stuff that isn't Ilford branding so you can't easily fire out on all your other channels but we can certainly talk about it here um is the uh Harman reusable camera another perfect gift for Christmas it is yeah I mean again this is um we we are Harman Technology but we use the um Ilford brand you know effectively Ilford products have been made here for many many yeah. many years so um you know that legacy within black and white so the the Ilford name is obviously everything that goes with our film paper chemicals um, but for and thing, dark yeah and all our dark green products but for things like cameras we don't use the Ilford brand on that so our single-use cameras contain Ilford film but they're not an, um, an Ilford camera so what what we've done um there's a couple of reasons for this the amount of single-use cameras we're, we're selling or is, is growing quite considerably year on year. You know, the demand for single-use cameras is you know, getting higher it's, and higher. Yeah. Crazy. So, I mean... It is, yeah, on. I would not have expected that. <laughs> I mean, No, I mean, and, and this is both the XP2 and the HP5 one. And again, you know, going back, people used to put these sort of things on tables at weddings and events and things. And that's starting to happen again. Um, but similarly, you know, people are using it as a nice little street photography camera or, or they're using it just when they want to try out XP2 or HP5. So they're becoming more mainstream, aren't they? They, they are. They're, they're, yeah. they're selling into high streets, not just photography shops. Yeah, you so, can, you know, yeah. if you're on the way to the airport, you can pick it up in boots if you're in the UK, for example. So, um, so long story short, effectively what we wanted to do is you shouldn't really open our single-use cameras because you know it's got a battery, it's got the, the flash in there, um, and the capacitor in that can give you a really nasty electric shock. Um, the, the idea behind them is that you should really send them off to a lab. But obviously, we want people to be able to process their own film as well. You know, develop their own film at home. So this camera, we call it reusable, snappy title, of course. But <laughs> I the, really the like the branding is, on the front. <laughs> Big yeah, words, reusable. It, yeah, it does what it says on the tin, effectively, in that you it comes packaged with two Kentmere uh, Kentmere Pan 400 films, 36 exposures each. It includes a battery, strap, etc. Um, similar sort of quality and style and standard, etc. of the single-use cameras, but. The, the key difference is that you can obviously load and unload. So it's got um, a manual re rewind. It's, it's effectively, it's like a plastic version of my XA3. It's just <laughs> very, very basic. It's easy to use, you know. It's got a flash. It's it's, a, in yeah. fact, it's got more than that because it's got a flash. It's so, got a flash, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's it's just a very simple, straightforward camera. But the idea is that this is something that if you don't want to jump in and into the second-hand camera market, if you're not willing to take a punt on eBay, or you're not willing to, you know, invest at this point in you know a second-hand camera, this is just a way that you can have a go at shooting film again, or just you know yeah. use it as a gift idea. Mm. Uh, you know, and we think it's good value. It comes with two films already, so. You know, it's just it, it is a nice gift idea, and it's good for anyone that expresses an interest in uh, film photography. Yeah, and it's they're selling for under thirty pounds, aren't they? I think we looked this yeah. up the other day. There, so they these are cheap cameras, um, and um, they're they're like the um, single use ones in that they're fixed focus, simple yeah. yes. lenses. You know, they they are good and basic, but um, just good fun. And uh, I think I, I know, I'm sure you guys have face blowback with regards to some of the single use stuff because people are um very concerned about plastic use as, as they should be so this is a, a great way for people who want yeah. to enjoy that kind of camera but are, are worried about that kind of thing they can buy this and use it as many times as they want uh, effectively yeah i mean that's uh, kind of what i was alluding to when i was saying that single use cameras are, are growing this is a way for people who are conscious about you know single use plastics and um, effectively it's worth pointing out that our single-use cameras are all made from recycled parts anyway. So those the, the components of the single-use cameras are all reused. Obviously, they, they make sure that they work, etc. So there's nothing wrong with them. But they they are each single-use camera is made from kind of recycled parts anyway. So you know people are slightly conscious about that. It's worth them being aware of that. Um, but yeah, this is obviously someone who doesn't like the single-use concept as well that you know they can use it again and again but it it's obviously more expensive than a single use camera but it's still hopefully within a nice price point given it includes the film yeah. you know that they can um use it again and again can I, can I ask a question um that i'll be fascinated to know the answer to um when you're designing and creating a camera like this um how do you decide on sort of where to lean with regards to the look? Because do you try and lean towards it? Well, let's try and make it as good optically as we can within our budget and you know, try and correct as much as we can so that people who pick it up and just want to try and take nice pictures but aren't really photographers can just take nice pictures. Or do you go, well, let's lean more Holgerish and try and make it as busted as possible? I think, yeah. You know, I think it, it, you know, if you think about the single-use camera, you know these things are obviously made of plastic, so you will get a certain image quality out of it. And mm -hmm. I think as long as people have an expectation that you're not buying a... It's not a top-of-the-range glass lens. Yeah, you know, this isn't, yeah. you know, a, a second-hand professional camera. You know, we're not talking, um, I don't know, Olympuses or Canons or Leicas or whatever else here. We're, we're talking a plastic camera. It's not a toy camera. It's a, it's a real camera. It works in the exact same way. You know, but it is a plastic camera with a plastic lens, and effectively, as long as people appreciate that's what it is, and it's a bit of fun, it's a way to get into, um, you know, loading, unloading film, and having a go. We've tested it; the images are, are decent. You know, you can load um, film between ISO two hundred and four hundred in there. I think it's got a thirty-one uh, mil optical lens. It's set at, I think, F10. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no focus element to it. It's from one meter to infinity. The shutter's fixed as well at one over 120. So it's a, a reasonable speed, but obviously, mm -hmm. you know, you've got the flash built in, which you do. 
um, it, you know, you should actually be able to get some pretty decent images out of it as well. So I just, you know, as long as people, um, as long as your your listeners don't go expecting to get, um, <laughs> you know, a, a kind of a, the equivalent of a decent secondhand camera, then I think we're all right. But yeah, I think we're safe. Yeah, yeah. they look like they just a good bit of fun and perfect if you want something you can take out and just not worry about it at all. Or even if you want to let's go, you know, I know that um, listening to people like Mike Gutterman, who has uh, in the past with disposable cameras, just scratched up the lenses to see what that does to the images or you know i know there are yeah. people out there who will put extra holes in cameras so that the light can come through like this is the kind of camera you can do this to and not worry about it because it's cheap and cheerful yeah i mean if you drop it it will break and yeah. if you want it you'll have to buy another one i mean it's it's that type of thing it is it's to have a bit of fun with it's to experiment and play with it's to buy us gifts for your friends and family it's Great not stocking filler, so yeah that. it's a stocking filler it's not something that if your child's going off to do a university course in photography yeah, don't this isn't the camera for them you know this isn't something that you know a professional would use for a photo shoot this is just something that you know you might want to stick in your pocket and go out and um you know do some street photography with it it's small it's discreet it's you know easy to use it's it, it yeah. doesn't require any kind of thought no. you don't have to focus change shutter speed or aperture um, it's a point and clip. It's, it's an a easy. point and clip. Yeah. You know, yeah. Effectively, the image quality that you get out of our single-use cameras is comparable to to this. Uh, that sounds perfect. There's clearly a gap in the market for it, and, and I will be picking one of those up when I see one because they just look like fun. Everyone needs something to carry around that they just do not care about. Um, so, you've got a new film. We've got new formulation of your most popular selling paper. You've got a new starter kit for people getting into home development and a new reusable point-and-shoot camera um that's all fine and well but what's next i mean <laughs> what have we done for us lately are you guys gonna be taking a bit of a break after all this well <laughs> so we, by the time this goes out we'll be actually launching the the product so we'll be in the kind of the midst of making sure that you know the information is available for obviously the customers but also our dealers and distributors um, we are doing a couple of events in New York over the next, uh, well, next week. So yeah. on the 24th, when this goes out, if anyone's listening on the day, we are doing um, an analog community meetup in the evening um, in New York, where we have ourselves, Kodak, Kodak Alaris, Cinestill, Double Film, Bessler, Darkroom Lab, um, thedarkroom.com, um, Bushwick Community Darkroom. We've got Freestyle, we've got our distributor, Roberts. Um, apologies for anyone I've missed, but I think there's something like 12 to 14 different uh, brands involved in analog photography are all going to be there. Um, and so, um, Intrepid Camera, sorry as well, can't oh, miss, yeah, them no, miss them out. So, well, we're all going to be there, just reps from each of these different brands in the evening in a bar called um, the Beer Authority in Manhattan uh, between 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Um, there is an Eventbrite page for it. It's in our Instagram stories as well. So this isn't an Ilford event. It's a community event that we've just helped pull together. And effectively, if anyone is in New York for Photo Plus or if they're just film mm -hmm. photographers and want to come along and chat to any reps from any of the brands that I've mentioned, we're just going to be there unwinding after the show, having a couple of beers. Mm -hmm. um, and we'd love to obviously meet people from the film community and just have a chat. So that's one of the things that we've got going on. 
Um, We've got a few other things. We've in got the a pipeline. few, yeah. A few other things in the pipeline too, because um, we, we don't mind getting bored. No, we never get bored here. <laughs> right. I mean, then the, one of the other things that we're doing during Photo Plus, which I appreciate is probably only going to be relevant to your US listeners, um, but we are working with Bessler. Bessler have a uh, a booth at the show, as do we. Um, so please come and see us. But Bessler have a booth, and on that booth they've got a, basically a portable dark room that they're setting up. And so in conjunction with ourselves, we're running darkroom taster sessions so people can get into um, this little darkroom and they'll basically see how prints are made, you know, from making the chemicals all the way through to uh, seeing the print go through dev stop and um, fix, etc. So that'll be all on our, our new paper and Ilford chemicals with Bessler enlargers in, the, um, in a portable darkroom. Places are limited for that, so you need to come to the show um, and put your name down for one of the four slots each day. There's only, I think, four places per slot. So, you know, as I say, this darkroom is quite small. And so, yeah, it's, it's again, it's just a way that we want to show people in what has traditionally been quite a digital-orientated show that, you know, analog is here and it's, you know, fighting. And while some of the brands are pulling out that are digitally focused, we're trying to get more of an analog presence at the show and around the show that will hopefully drive some interest yeah that's fantastic um so where can people go as they listen to this because i'm sure there are going to be a lot of people who would like to see sample images of what things can look like on the new paper and on the new ortho film where's the best place for people to go and see all of this stuff go to the website on <laughs> please let it be there by then all goes well, everything will be there by then. <laughs> if not, I may be found rocking in a corner somewhere. But, yeah, if you go to our website, to ilfordphoto.com, um, there will be some banners on the homepage, which will link you through to the new products. So you can go find out a bit more about them, see some images. Um, yeah, and all the technical data and everything there should be available straight away. And as always, you know, keep a lookout on Instagram because social, yeah, yeah all, all of our social channels because we'll be posting images and information on that through sort of out the duration of the launch as well. So, you know, as always, they're, they're very good places to, to kind of get information, find out information ahead of time in, in many cases. Yeah. Um, and, and they're obviously run by Michelle. So if you ever kind of have a snarky email back or a snarky tweet, <laughs> Thanks. That's Michelle. Yeah. So, yeah. I think actually what we should say is that it's run by Michelle, so everybody had better be super nice, otherwise yeah. there'll be trouble yeah. from all yeah. of Effectively, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you obviously you can hear her, you can hear her, her humour. So hopefully that comes across quite nicely in our social channels, give it a bit of personality. Yeah, we have a bit of fun on social, don't we, so. I, I think if you take nothing else from this conversation, um, <laughs> if you've heard what Michelle has to put up with just working with Matt, do not give her any more stress in her life. She already has to deal with Rachel it. Rachel said the same thing to me for me. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. He's such a star. He really is. And so will you both be in Manhattan Photo Plus enjoying the um, high life out there? What do you think, Graham? How often am I allowed out of the country? I mean, I get to go to Birmingham and meet you, which is actually the highlight of my year. So what do you think of my chances of going to, to New York are? Uh, if there was any justice, it would be 100%, but I'm guessing by your tone yeah. that that's not the case. No, we, we, we need Michelle here making sure that all the yeah. web information's up and that social's uh, looked after. But I'll be there. <laughs> Matt will In the be there. Authority, you know, yeah. talking to customers and... 
Yeah. So unfortunately, you'll have to put up with me, not Michelle, if anyone is going to the show. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Matt is a delight. Not as much of a delight, I think it's <laughs> fairly safe to say, but he is a delight in his own way. Yeah, I've not heard that word used to describe Matt very often. But, no. You know. Matt. Not even my mum's calls. No, no, I was going to say, no, I don't think even your parents say that, no. but, yeah. But no, it's, we're really looking forward to it. We, we're keeping out of mischief. Yeah. I mean, this is just to kind of reason, this is the culmination of, met, well, not just eight years of work in terms of the Multigrade RC Deluxe paper, but... We've been working on these product launches for you know, quite some time now. Yeah. And there's so um, many people involved. I mean, we talked about the scientists, but our tech team, our Yeah, R&D. I mean, the tech team, they test every product so constantly. So much involved. Um, yeah. yeah, and the nice R&D thing is that now that they're freed up from this, they can start on HP6, right? That's clearly the next. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not start any more rumors. There's nothing wrong with HP5, Graham. Yeah, I told you this. Um, well, you guys are very kindly. Uh, you sent to um, us some of the uh, multi-grade deluxe paper to try out. Uh, and um, Rachel, uh, actually, I saw when I dashed through the door <laughs> shortly before recording this, I saw that Rachel has sent me um, some of it down. So uh, I am going to be joining up. Uh, this is it in the future. As you listen to this, I'm going to be joining up. Uh, I forced John Whitmore of the Dark Shed to come <laughs> down to my... <laughs> dark shed because there's no electricity and we're going to actually be trying out the new paper um next monday so uh next monday for me but it'll hopefully be right after this conversation for everybody listening and um, so i'm really looking forward to trying it out and i very much wanted to get it in the hand of somebody with far more experience and competence who could actually point out the differences and an experience and i know john is very excited to try it out as well so thank you very much for that for sending that down um also you've given us a pack of this stuff to give away um which uh so we're going to give that away to one lucky listener i don't know what we're going to do how we're going to give it away yet but hopefully by the time i get to the end of this show before next thursday there will be uh, a decision on how i do that we do that um so listen to the end of the show to find out how you can win a pack of the new Ilford Multigrade Deluxe, um, which I think is super awesome. Um, but as I said earlier, guys, congratulations on getting to all these things lined up and ready to go. What a super exciting week for you all. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it is. It's, it's, we probably sound tired at this point, but it's as I say, it's the culmination of a lot of hard work from a lot of people. And we are very, very excited to yeah, get it into the hands of people and you know hear what they think um hopefully people like it um we we believe they will and yeah. um yeah we hope they enjoy using it yeah lovely stuff well matt have a lovely time in new york yep. next week michelle have a lovely time in yeah. mobley next week <laughs> I'm sure I shall, Brian. Thank <laughs> you very York much for letting us come on and harass you and abuse your profile picture. Uh, it's always an absolute delight getting to talk <laughs> to you guys. And um, I can't wait to see what the response to the news is next week. And even more so, I just can't wait to see p- what people do with these new materials. That's always the most exciting thing. Um, well, I will let you guys get back on with your working day now because I think you've probably got quite a lot to organise before all this goes live yeah. next week. Um, Matt and Michelle from Ilford and Harmon Technology, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Graham. So there you have it, new film availability, a new formulation of the paper, uh, an easy way into getting started with home development and a new camera, albeit a reusable plastic, essentially disposable, but not disposable camera. Still, it's all good fun. Um, 
I know everybody was hoping for and maybe expecting different things and everyone has their own ideas of what they want but uh, I hope the people are, are excited about this new stuff um I'm I haven't had a chance to get my hands on the new ortho film I am very excited to try that out uh but what I have got my hands on is as mentioned in the last section um some of the new paper and so it would have been remiss of me not to have a go at using it before this episode went out so as I mentioned right at the get-go I invited John Whitmore uh, who is at the dark shed on Instagram and Twitter to come down and join me in my far less impressive dark shed for a, an afternoon uh, and what became quite a long evening of mucking around uh, had a wonderful time with John um, we pretty much just put the recorder down and let it run, which seemed like a very good idea at the time. But when I came to edit the over four hours of audio, uh, it seemed like a less good idea. Um, so this is going to be very much uh, selected excerpts from that experience. Uh, so if it seems a bit jumping all over the place and very much cut together, that's because it absolutely is. Um, that said, I probably will put out not all of the audio, but a far longer cut of this at some point in the future maybe when we have i don't know a new channel to put it out on so it'll be a little while but if you enjoy this um then the rest will be forthcoming um it was a lot of fun the big question is of course well one big question is how do we get on with a new paper well you'll find out um also did having john in my darkroom bring me up to his level of competence or did i bring him down to mine well only time will tell um I mentioned at the end of that section with Matt and Michelle that we would have a competition to give away the other pack of paper. Uh, I will tell you what that's going to be at the end. I'm still hoping I'll have figured it out by the time I finish talking. Um, anyway, enjoy my afternoon in Darkroom with John Whitmore. Let's, let's find the thing that we can. Uh, what can we stick this in? <laughs> Tales from the dark room. What can we stick this in? <laughs> Lights off. Stick it in. What about this? Oh, a, a, a developing tank. You say, what a great That's idea, isn't it? How do these work? <laughs> I don't use this. Why would you do that? Oh, good grief! How do you not know how to open the bloody Patterson tank? How? How? What do you use if not? So, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, we've got that. Do you want to put that back? Yeah, put that in there. Okay. So, the recorder is now definitely light tight and definitely won't be light anywhere. I think it's mostly just red lights on there anyway, yeah. so that'll be fine. Okay, let's put that there. There's a lot of very clunky banging noises that have gone with that, but that's all right. We'll just ignore it. Okay. So. So John Whitmore, um, we are here today <laughs> in the sight of this <laughs> enlarger. Um, the, the, the excuse that I used to drag you down here was new Ilford paper, new multi, Ilford multi-grade paper. Um, I thought, I, there's no point in me trying to do something with this because I'm a cack-handed for the best of times. I want to get somebody down who knows what they're talking about. Um, and we were chatting earlier and you said that you've actually unbeknownst to you that you're involved in this process but you did some testing of this earlier in the year yeah I don't know let's talk about that 
It's fine. It's, it's all fine. fine. It's all good. It's here. It's, it's here now. The paper is out. It's all fair game. So, um, so yeah. So you were saying that Ilford sent you some paper off six months ago, six eight. Yeah, it's about six months ago. Um, and by the looks of these test prints that they're sent with it, mm -hmm. it's, it looks very similar actually. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if they've made any changes since I did the initial tests, um, but no, it looks very similar. So as somebody like making prints is part of your business. Um, you you do this for money. Uh, you use the multi paper I try. a lot. You try. But you use multi paper a lot, don't you? Yeah. Um, so how like how big a deal is it, Ilford, bringing out this new multi RC paper? Um, it, it's a pretty big deal for me. Like on many respects. Like firstly, it's it's just fantastic that they're continuing to develop and research new products which is a wonderful sign regards longevity and thinking well this is something that i can carry on doing and hopefully make money from yeah i, I, I just enjoy doing mm. and knowing that it's not just going to disappear because there is a huge amount of investment in money and time into following this practice but to know that like if they're researching and creating new papers, they're not going to do that without knowing that they're continuing in that market. Mm. So that's a really positive element to this. The other element is the fact that it's a new paper to experiment with and yeah. like have a different look. Um, now you've recently told me that they're not continuing to make <laughs> yeah, the that was the, from the conversation which listeners will have just heard from um, with Matt and Michelle. Um, I did ask them whether the, they were going to be running the multigrade four uh, alongside this, but no, the multigrade four, the last that has run off the production line. So, um, whilst there is going to be plenty of availability for multigrade four for quite some time to come, because there's just so much in the channel, you know, that's what everyone's got. Um, this is it now. How do you feel about that? Uh, my initial reaction was uh, was a little disturbed, simply because where I'm at personally, mm -hmm. um, I've created quite a few prints that I produce in limited edition runs. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, I haven't printed all of those as I was going along. I just write down notes to be able to produce them as and when I run out of the current batch that I've made. Yeah. So now, once that paper's gone, I can't create an almost identical print mm -hmm. using the same paper. It's not too much like in some respects the prints that I've already made in that limited edition run I just reduce the edition <laughs> yes, amount. It's a more limited so, edition. So yeah right so in some respects if you put it down to like kind of a equate it to a money thing then those are smaller edition runs now yeah. just by the nature of I won't be able to get hold of that paper anymore. Um, which isn't too much of an issue. Like on the on the positive side this paper I much prefer the look of it really like just just from your initial tests the, the, the fundamental elements of slightly more contrast and warmer tone i like when you do like for like comparisons i, I love it it's just it's, it is noticeably different when you compare them next to each other when you're looking at it like by itself you might think oh it's no different yeah. But if you actually put two prints next to each other, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we might have a go at doing that today, yeah. well, might we? Um, we've actually got, because um, with the paper, they sent like a little sample pack with um, some really. Did it say who took these pictures on it? Uh, 
No, it doesn't, does it? Uh, it's in the corner. Oh, yeah, you actually... Uh, oh, it's Sandy Finister. That is a name that I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, so uh, in, in the sample pack, there's um, a picture, a lovely portrait by Sandy Finister. Um, and it's showing it on the um, 1M glossy, the 25M satin, and the 4, 44M pearl. So which, which is the one that you've used up until this uh, point? Oh, in... For this paper, mm. when I had the tests, I think I had the pearl and the glossy. Um, now, for multigrade four, recently, last year, I was using the satin loads. Yeah, I really loved it. I'd kind of completely gone off the super glossy look to things. Obviously, it's all down to the image. Like some images, they suit a glossy print a yeah. lot more. Like if I was doing prints for family and friends yeah. of people, I would generally use the glossy because people kind of expect that I think yeah um but for my kind of more arty stuff I was I was going down the satin route yeah and now I'm more in the pearl region for pearl, my, my pearl yeah pearl seems to be it's a nice <coughs> it's um it's the middle ground isn't it you you've got it seems a bit more of the contrast that the glossy seems to have just looking at these prints yeah um but a bit more of the textured feel, I guess, that the satin has. Yeah, it's, not it's, so. it's a tricky one because as soon as you've mounted it and framed it, if you put a bit of glass in front of that, yeah, it all gets. You yeah. get a bit of gloss to that anyway. I would like. I think when I was doing prints between fibre and the RC, I was getting closer with the satin to a fibre print, and that's why I ended up going f more for that. And it was suiting yeah. the images that I was producing yeah. more. Um, but it's it's choosing the it's having the availability of a choice. Yeah, that's the important thing, isn't it? You know? Yeah, and yeah. This new paper is available in everything in that range. So yeah. I think it's the um, pearl thing. that they've uh, given us to try out. Is it the pearl? Uh, yes. Yeah, Ilford yeah. Deluxe Pearl. Um, so we've got some sheets to burn with that, and you brought some other stuff as well that we can kind of do some. So what did you bring? You've got I a great brought, big stack of stuff. Oh, uh, it's just so this is the mod grade four. Yeah. Which, which is like the and, current one. and got pearl satin and glossy. So we can do a pearl print in that and compare it to the yeah the mod grade five. Yeah. And compare to like and have a look at the difference between two because you you really do notice the difference between the, the papers. Yeah. So uh, I mean, obviously, this is a bit. Uh, you kind of ruined it a bit by being a tester earlier on because this question is a bit redundant. But imagine that you haven't. Let's light the audio. Um, if you were in a situation where um, Elford or anybody else had come to you and said, "Okay, we're going to redesign this multigrade paper that you use a lot," what would be the things that you want from it more? What, 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 would, what you know, <coughs> what, what not necessarily what were the shortcomings, but what things would you have liked them to improve? Uh, I'll, I'll go and get the checklist for what they've improved. You can read that. <laughs> um, uh, I do know this already. It's, it's a problem, but. One thing with, say, compared to fibre paper, is resin-coated paper doesn't isn't affected by toning yeah. very well, um, whereas fibre paper really does it have a, quite a strong impact on it. Yeah. Um, so obviously that'd be great if it did. Now I haven't actually done any toning tests with that, this paper, so we might be able to do that today. Yeah. Which would be quite interesting to see. And that, that certainly is one of the things that they, that they've said is improved in this. Um, they've said it's the best toning. RC paper that they've made. Now, obviously, okay. that's still the best thing in RC. It's, it's probably still not going to be give you the same results that you want 
that you get from the fiber, but um, it will be interesting to see um, see the difference. I'm, I'm interested to see when we've got them side by side, see the difference um, in terms of just the general tone, because um, they did Matt and Michelle did say that this new paper is warmer than the um, old multigrade. So, mm -hmm. I, I, and you can't really tell that just by having them here, looking at them individually, because you've got no point of contrast. So, um, uh, so that'll be interesting to have a look at. Um, so we've got the kind of dark room vaguely set up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've and we've had another cup of tea, which was the important bit. We've both got all these jumpers on because it's not super warm. Uh, in I'm the getting quite hot now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just being in close confines with my presence. Yeah. Um, and we've got some negatives. Um, so on your recommendation, we've gone uh, well. What, Talk about the negatives we've chosen for this, just in terms of why what you were looking for, because you had some experience printing it. What what was it you wanted to get from the negatives to make this a, a relatively easy run? Uh, well, just something that was well exposed, oh. something that had <laughs> and that sharp. really narrowed it down a lot when we were going through like the negatives. <laughs> well, you want well exposed and sharp, I see. <laughs> well, so the, the, the ones that you've chosen here, there's a run of. Should I turn this way? There is there's a run of like four or five shots that look quite underexposed. Yeah. I'd say. And. It would be fine. I'm sure there's there's detail in their shadows, but then there's a few on here which are like the more portrait style ones. Yeah. Um, that just look bang on. Like I can see some details in the shadows, and they don't, and the highlights as well. So that that's perfect. You know, for if you want to produce a quick print. Yeah. Just for testing purposes. Yeah. That's what yeah. We're Okay, so um, I suppose we've got to get set up. So, should we? Is it best to sort of get the print organised first? We haven't. We don't, only need to mix up the developer, really, don't we? Here's yeah. a question: um, How much do you worry about the temperature of your developing chemicals uh, for print? Yeah. Um, not overly. Like I've, I've got those. I think we talked about earlier the slot processors. So. Yeah. I'm pretty much at 20 degrees yeah. constantly every, every time I use them. Um, and when I do use trays, I don't worry at all. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't even test the temperature. Yeah, I was going to say. That's, so this is, uh, I'm just dipping anything in the water here. Uh, oh, it's, that's actually not bad. That's better than I thought it was because it's coming from the tap. It hasn't set any. That's about 90. Well, that's plenty warm enough, isn't it? 19. That's, fine. that's like a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for your development time, I guess in theory you would develop it for a bit longer. Yeah. At a lower temperature. Washing in really cold water is problematic. Right. You have to because it. I can't remember. I heard this. It's. It doesn't clear off the fixer yeah. at all in cold water. So you have to wash it for a lot longer. Yeah. Um. But that's not like our wash bath is nineteen degrees, so we'll be fine in that. Yeah. That's all yeah. good. Um. Everything else, temperature-wise, doesn't matter. Yeah, like if we're at room temperature in here, aren't we? We're, we're probably yeah. Well, I mean, the face you pulled when we walked in here made it indicate that you're <laughs> perhaps used to a slightly more balmy room, um, John. <laughs> you delicate, delicate. Right, I'm gonna give you this. So this is so we. Oh um, no, you do, you do this. No, <laughs> this is, <laughs> you break this. Room. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're uh, so the negatives are from the Bronica. So these are um, medium format negatives. So we're using. I think this just. Yeah, it does just come off. Um, so we're using uh, what was it? I think is this seventy-five? Was this 80? eighty? Eighty. Because um, of course the focal lens, the focal length changes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect audio. That's the sound of me unscrewing. I don't remember which. The way thing on. we didn't mention earlier when talking about kitting out of the dark room was a focus finder. Yeah. 
And so so that, that's, that's an essential item. Yeah, it's, and it's one that I don't have. <laughs> um, Fortunately, I bought one. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and this is, I mean, I, I completely agree. It is, it is an essential item for getting good critical. That's me. You're getting a full audio experience. This is me screwing the lens onto the enlarger. It's quite a long thread. Is it going to stop? Excellent. And we're on. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, in the past when I've um, when I've been focusing, I have just been eyeballing it. And again, I do have the benefit of being very short-sighted, so I can get my eyeballs very close yeah. to that paper. Um, but yeah, a focus finder is definitely the best way. So with a focus finder, you can you can focus literally on the grain yep. structure, so you know that you're getting it absolutely spot on. Right. So we've got lens in there. We made sure that that's working, didn't we? What did we do? Okay, why is that not? What did that's we plug in? Okay, uh, that's plugged in. That's plugged in. This is always a good sign. So the lamp. <laughs> it's the ball blown. Oh, and the hang on, you know what it is? I left the lens cap on the lens. <laughs> oh yeah, now there's light coming through it. This is good. This is like I was shooting the Bronica at the weekend, and I haven't shot the Bronica for for months. If I'm not even sure if I've shot with it this year, and I went to load the film into it, because I remember I had to load the film into the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was back to front, upside down. Um, thank goodness that uh, Jeremy and Simon weren't there taking the piss the whole time. Uh, uh, uh. So okay, so I haven't got in your dark room. You've got a fancy dust blower thing to remove dust. Oh yeah. yeah. Any techniques on not getting dust on everything in here, or just like well, you you've got them in sleeves to start with. Yeah. So that's that's brilliant because hopefully they're not. They're, Good to start with. Yeah. You can get little brushes. Um, just don't blow on it. All oh, right. Yeah. Wish you said that before I blown on it. <laughs> okay. So um, again, stupid question. It's been a long time since I've done this. That way up. So the way I do it, I remember is when I'm looking at the top. So if you imagine it's going in this, I don't know how to describe this. If you look at it this way and it's the right way round, then it's correct. Gotcha, because so you're going to turn it around. It, it's going back to front and it's upside down, isn't it? So if you've got your carrier, you're stood at the back of your carrier facing forwards. Yeah. The top of it, if you're looking down on that and it's the correct, it looks correct. Yeah. Then by the time it's been inverted through the enlargement, yeah, it's on the paper correct. Yeah. I hope that made sense to everybody. <laughs> Seems unlikely. But if you get it wrong, then you just take it out and turn it over. Yeah, on. okay, so can I just get this broadly in here first? Make sure it's all kind of basically leveled out. Okay, that's in there. a bit of dust in there. I've got a blower somewhere in the other room. I probably should I go and get the rocket blower? Nah. nah. <laughs> and then. Um, What's this? Here we go. you got a little. Um, that might have chemicals. That, that, that definitely had chemicals <laughs> in it, yeah. Let's squirt some developer over this neg. Have you got another pipette like this? It'll just blast some air through. No. Uh, uh, or like the corner of it, like get a bit of cloth and just, if you can see where the dust is. If you can see it, if you see something, say something. <laughs> danger, strange danger. I've smeared it. Oh, that seems better. Yeah, that seems that seems to have gotten rid of the worst of that. And I'll just put the mask thing across. Does that, does that look to you, John? That's, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Perfect. 
<laughs> Are you enjoying the experience of being in this um, uh, not quite as well equipped dark room? It's taking me back. Yeah, it's old the good old days. Right, so, so we're aiming, so we're just okay, so we're aiming for that. Yeah. Okay, good plan. Right, so we need to go. Oh, tit. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't seem right to me. No. That suggests to me that the uh, negative carrier maybe the the inserts go in the other way. So because you put pinch the, more. Yeah. So it actually pushes okay, down. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll maybe look at that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine at the moment. It's, it's you know it's just fine. We'll just be real careful. Yeah. Yeah. You get the lid off that. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's got a little stopper. In it. Yeah, it's a bit of a swine to this. Uh, so we're using multigrade, Ilford multigrade. Seems like the perfect choice. And this is one, two, oh, the price stick is this. Was it one, two, nine? Oh, that's good. I like nice simple numbers to work with. <laughs> uh, I like, um, I'm not sure if I've used the multigrade. Oh, uh, yeah, yes. I like, I'm not sure if I've used it for printing before. I think the one I had before was the, um, what's the other one they do? The other, the Ilford's other main paper developer. Uh, don't know. P they got a PQ developer. Was that? Phil? Um, no, no. I, I, I'm sure there's another one. Um, that um, another print developer. Yeah, they definitely do. I'm going to turn the light. There's no reason not to have the light on, is there? Because <laughs> we're making this. Uh, uh, even though we're going to lose our night vision, but for, for mixing up chemicals and seeing where milliliter measurements are, we're going to okay. Look away from the light. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. That's better. <laughs> Um, yeah, it might be PQ actually. I think um, I think that might be what I had last time. Okay, so I'm gonna mix up a liter of this stuff because, like I said, I like working in simple numbers. Ah, oh, it's lots of pain, isn't it? What? <laughs> yeah. Right, done. But think how secure it is. Yeah. Just and just think how you get fix all over your fingers taking it off. Yourself. Yeah. Just lick it off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mixed that fixer up with orange juice, especially so that it would take good. Right, I might just wipe my hands. I did say, uh, oh, I've got gloves on if you want them, yeah, and you said right. no. That's so that's that's on you. I just want to make that clear for the record, so if at some point in the future Rachel has a go at me, <laughs> they won't move, John. So I always tend to work just like right to left. Um, left to right. Yes, what I said, right, left to right. Last <laughs> 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 to elbow, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, um, oh, may as well use this. Did you, right, so I've got this um, bottle of uh, deionized water. Yeah. Be like for prints and stuff, would you not bother with that particularly? No, I actually think I read somewhere that you shouldn't use it for print developer. So right. why. I think it depends what sort of water you you tap water you've got. So we've got pretty hard tap water here. Okay. Which is what... So and maybe it was... you should have used that then. <laughs> you utter jerk. <laughs> Second time in a month I've been called a jerk. Oh, really? I know it was a prick, wasn't it? <laughs> That's surprising you low. I would have, I would have guessed. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, you alright, Ham? <laughs> uh, I'll be out just to say, we'll just come and say, uh, oops. <laughs> oops. Spilling water. <laughs> oops. That's the so just, uh, just for everybody <laughs> listening at home, uh, <laughs> one plus nine for the chemical calculation to make a litre of chemical, it's 100 ml of developer, 900 ml of water. Yeah. All good? 
Yeah. Right, lights out. Yeah, lights right. out. Do that. Okay. Oh, no, I looked at it again. Wax on, wax off. Okay. All right, it's dark in it. All right, so. Um... <laughs> okay, so right, let's bring that over here. No, oh, it's sealed. Have you got some scissors handy? Yeah, you had them last time. I, saw I did. I've cut them. Uh, you get, here you go, they're here. Yeah, there <laughs> so is that a torch? That's going to become the standard phrase, you had it. <laughs> no, you had it. To me, to you. <laughs> this is basically not... I feel it's important to let listeners know that when we were at... Um, this is really well... I think Rachel sealed this up better than it was when it was factory sealed. Um, so what... I actually probably ought to give context to that. So um, Ilford very kindly sent us two boxes of this paper to try and listen to Rachel and um, there's only one here and there's only one here because we're going to give away a box of this I know we are we are giving people so we, um, we have split the other box between us for us to try out today so this is the one problem with a small document there's a kind of general lack of space yeah right you've got to be organized I, I do find myself it's that thing whenever you're about to get paper you go oh, just is there any light sources yeah. or not yeah but, and that's um, the right thing to do because yeah. it's, it's very easy to forget Always Just be paranoid. Actually, the other thing we haven't done yet, John, is put a filter in here. Yeah. So, um, we'll come to that in just a second, but we're going to cut this up first. Uh, there you go. First that, did they say it's got like a spec sheet inside the box? It hasn't, has it? Uh, this one doesn't seem to. It, it might have done. Rachel might have stolen that. You know what she's like. I'm just wondering if they've changed the. Um, instructions from the previous paper um, because like multigrade 4 is what is it 30 seconds in 1 plus 9 developer oh no it's 60 seconds for RC in 1 plus 9 <coughs> then you stop that and then you fix her at 1 plus 4 is 30 seconds mm -hmm. so I'm just wondering if it's any different for the new paper I don't know um, also I haven't got any way of timing anything so Okay, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Even even better. I have got. Uh, uh, okay, once we've done this, <laughs> um, I have got a timer uh, which is um, helpfully uh, attached to the toaster in the kitchen. So <laughs> that's what you need. Is right? it the toaster? <laughs> yeah, you put it down. You set it to um, thick white bread. Put that down, and by the time it pops, your your um, print's ready. Right. So. First test trip. Um, what? So do we need to put a filter in first for this? Yeah. Okay. So um, these I'm just using. Uh, these are some old Jessup's black and white variable contrast filters. Um, uh, number one to five. Or it's actually zero to five. I'm looking at this. No, I do. I, oh, I can't remember where I read it, but there's something about filters. If used a lot, need to be replaced because right. I think that they. They become weaker over time, like when you've passed a lot of light through them. Yeah. So you can ask me if I've used these a lot, aren't you? Wait, well, like I've seen the second hand. Yes. And you don't know what their previous use is like. No idea. Like. So, no. so these are perfect. Is what we're saying. Yeah. These. Uh, let me just hold up. Oh, these look really good. Yeah. They're perfect. <laughs> they're spot on. Um, now these are not. I mean, there's. You know, they're not super clean, but these are going the top side of the um, negatives. Yeah. So, you know. So right. Pull out my little tray. Hope it fits. There are two types of filtering the light. Well, there's three actually. If you've got a colour head, you can change 
the uh, settings on the color head mm -hmm. to change the contrast. But every time you change it, you're then changing the exposure. So you have to redo your test strips. Yeah. Um, but using a filter either above or below the lens, the filters are graded. So when you change your filter, your exposure stays, stays the same. Yeah. So this is the thing. Because when I've used filters in the past, I didn't. I I understood that, that the point of them was to change the contrast, but I didn't understand how they worked. So explain to me why when we're starting doing a print, our baseline has a level two filter in it. Because my like my assumption was, oh well, when you're doing your baseline, you start it with no filter in. So if you start with no filter in, <coughs> your exposure is going to be different when you put a filter in. Yeah. So if you start with like a middle mid-range filter, you can then have more contrast or less contrast from that point. Yeah. Once you kind of have done a lot of printing, you know, oh, this is a low contrast image negative yeah. so you might start with a higher contrast yeah. filter anyway or you you might think well this is where i want to go with this image so you start with a higher one but as long as you start with a filter in then your test strips exposure times are relevant if you don't have one in then you, you'd have to redo your test strips yeah as soon as you put a filter in. yeah okay so we've got our number two filter in there we're focused yep. um you need to change the aperture on the lens as well you need to stop it down yeah did I, put the piece, I did put the piece of paper under, didn't I? No, it's over here. Did that? Okay. Oh, yeah, so if cool. I hide this out of the way, yeah. you can use the torch to set your aperture. Okay, so strip. test strip, so we'll put that kind of there. Yep. Right, oh, we need a bit of black card, don't we? Yep. Bit of black card, significantly larger than this. <laughs> and, and two of them. Definitely both of this, right. So how many um, different increments were you aiming to get on this? As, as many as you can. I, I, you're probably looking at, it's quite small, isn't it? So let's aim for six, I reckon. Yeah. But you want to do, so you want to do a base exposure. Yeah. Say six seconds, seven six seconds. Six seconds, okay. So my, my timer, quite a lot more basic than yours. Yeah. It's a bit like an egg timer. <laughs> so let's turn the dial to uh, six seconds. Uh, move the red filter on the enlarger out the way and then fingers crossed just hit the big red button with a picture of a deer on it. Magic. Okay, right. Have so, you ever tested your timer against a stopwatch on your phone or anything? <laughs> John. <laughs> <laughs> Now listen, <laughs> I, I, I know you haven't spent a lot of time with me, but I think you've spent longer than five minutes with me. You already know the answer to that. Because um, the thing is, the way, just I making look, conversation. The, the, way, the way I look at it is, is that it's accuracy with regards to other timepieces is not important. It's only its internal consistency that matters. It's very true. So I, I would <laughs> suggest that maybe that's, it's not consistent. That sounded like six yeah, seconds sorry. on the nose to me. Because <laughs> obviously, because these are only going up in second increments, that is not the same as f-stops. Well, yeah, I see you don't know. You don't need any more, do you? Uh, completely covered it now, I think. No. Is it not? No, okay. Now I'm done. Yeah, hey listen, you wait, that sliver will be the one that's the winner. Okay, right.
So, uh, in the dip, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stop counting. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. 60 seconds. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Now, the other thing we didn't check was that you actually had to paper the knees or facing the correct way. What kind of an idiot do you take me for? Do Don't answer that question. Don't listen. Again, what kind of an idiot do you take me for? Fill paper, you better start consistent changing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It is the consistency that is the important thing. Um, See, it's changing. Oh, I was for a <laughs> I knew I got it the right way around, <laughs> but you really made me down myself, and I'm very glad to see that changing. I, I was doing a print the other day, and I, I put the paper in completely the wrong way around, and it just fucks me for ages. <laughs> I, I'm going through a phase of like complete uncertainty with what I'm doing at the moment, mm. and I just seem to be making loads of mistakes, and I can't resolve them very quickly. Yeah, even though they're really basic things. Look at that. It's looking. Beautiful. That's already, pretty good, isn't, isn't it? it? That's looking pretty. So what I'm saying about this paper, like, so quite often I've been doing split grades to just really get nice images. Yeah. Like good contrast, good tonal range, all that malarkey. But this paper, it just it just pops. Yeah. For want of a, a better yeah. word. So you reckon that's long enough? No. <laughs> Oh, come on. <laughs> Surely it's been 60 seconds. It's not even close to 60 seconds. Why? I bet it is. It's not. Listeners, right in. Touch on these wrong. Can you. So, okay, so obviously you can underdevelop paper. Yeah. Can you easily overdevelop it? Not easily. Uh, if you left it in. Uh, I So, the slot process I use, you have to clip the paper to these little clips that it hangs on. Yeah. I've had it where it's fallen off the clip because I haven't attached it properly and it's fallen in the developer and I've had to get little implements to dig it all out. So it's been in there a good, I don't know, say five, ten minutes maybe. And by the time I've taken it out of that, it's just completely black. Yeah. So that, like, at some point, overdevelopment kicks in and it yeah. just completely goes. Yeah. That has to be 60 seconds now, John. Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, okay. let's pretend it's 60 seconds. Uh, I, I, again, it definitely <laughs> is. Okay. Into the stop. So no, you, you've made one small mistake. Is that putting the tongs in the stop? Yeah. Okay, so I was going to ask. Okay, so well, keep, keep, if you keep that one in the stop, okay, keep use that one those in the tongs stop. for the, the stop yeah. to the fixer. Okay. Then use the fresh and use tongs. the fresh ones. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I wasn't. I, I, and I've had this problem before. And it only wants to be in the stop for a few seconds, doesn't it? Yeah. If you you don't want to transfer chemicals. Ten seconds or all like half an hour, as you would say. <laughs> Ten seconds in the stop. Okay, and then, and then in here. One plus four. So about what minute? About a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen the spec sheet for this paper, but if it's the same as, see, that's not fully under the, it's not in the okay, fixer yeah. at all. Tap it down with the tap <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, if it's same. You're in charge of fixer. Four, I'm not taking responsibility for that. <laughs> at one plus four, it will be thirty seconds, I think. Um, see, I yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think that's what I've. I've heard 30 seconds. I, I guess I've always left it probably longer than I should have done in the fixer. Not yeah. drastically long, certainly not like film length of time long, but I've usually, I, I tend to work in it as 30 seconds before I dare turn on the lights, and then I usually leave it over a minute. Yeah. Um, so I think at one plus four, it's 30 seconds with RC paper, and you can turn on the lights after 15 seconds. With okay. fibre paper, it's 60 seconds, and you can turn on the lights after 30 seconds. Okay, right. Well, let's whip that out of there then. Yeah, let's pretend that's done. And we can turn the lights on I, then. I don't know how long you think 30 seconds is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really hard to gauge when 
the difference between like being by yourself and talking to somebody. Yeah. Because time passes quicker, doesn't it, when you? Yeah. That's a, that's into the bin, isn't it? Not the bin. <laughs> Straight into the, into the bin. <laughs> that's the way most of my. Actually, it's surprising how just many print, how many things I do take out of the fixer and they do go straight <laughs> in the bin. It's like, well, that's entirely bad. All right. Uh, make sure the box is on the lid, everything is on and off as it should be. Right, lights back on. Don't look at the light, don't look at the yeah. light. Uh, oh, hang on. There we go. Oh, it's, it's, oh Chris Bryant here, isn't it? Yeah. I told you, I told you not to look at the light. All right, let's push that out of there. It's very deep, isn't it? All right. Okay, you know, you bring a step over the line, so you can see. That looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that I mean. Like any of those would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did sl clearly slightly notice the paper as I was moving it, because you can see that there's a bit of Yeah. So like, but, say you did um, six steps, I don't know how many you did do in the end. You started at six, and then you did six seconds. So that's actually the increase of one stop, Yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Over the whole. Yeah, so you, you can there. see the shift, but it, it's not, but yeah, I mean, as as a first from a baseline print as he said that's come out that's really nice the, the the darks are nice and dark the brights are nice and bright that <laughs> uh i would say that i mean it helps the fact that I made a point of trying to choose a neg that looked like it was going to do a good yeah. job from the get-go um but i've worked really hard to get a print to that point um anyway okay so well all right let's try and do a, a proper print from this then so yeah I would. um so the top was your longest exposure, wasn't it? Yeah. And look at so you, the scarf on this print <coughs> is where your highlights are. Yeah, I think. From so yeah, I think it looks so on the longer end yeah. because that looks nice. I think yeah, it'll be too blown out there. So, um, so we're looking at the base exposure was six seconds, and then another what one, two, three, four, five. So eleven seconds. Six. Just because you on the scarf, the highlights do look a little bit blurry. Yeah, a little bit blurry. Yeah. Um, so this is eight, eight, this um, HP five neg. Um, Are you happy with the contrast? So that's the other thing you can change at this stage. Uh, now, I, in my experience, this paper is a bit more contrasty than yeah. the previous paper types. I, I think that looks quite good. Um, it's difficult to, to judge large, but it's, yeah. I mean the black maybe be a little bit blacker, but then we're just losing. You know, then it is just. Yeah, it's, it's debatable whether there'd be any detail here and yeah. here anyway. So, I don't think I want any less contrast in it. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd keep it the same. Yeah. All right. So set the timer to twelve seconds. That's good enough, right? Light off. Red filter thing out of the way. All right, make sure uh, that no, I said make sure I had not set that. So we said 12 seconds, didn't we, John? Mm -hmm. um, 12. <coughs> so this is the thing that you're uh, larger than now, it's a big red button. How satisfying is that, thumping the big red button? Satisfying, but also probably creates an enormous amount of vibration <sighs> and movement. You are there. such a party person. <laughs> 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 don't, don't take, I'm, I'm just <laughs> don't take away my one joy in life, which is hitting the big red button excessively hard. Put it on the floor and kick it. <laughs> right. So, I've got these tongs coming out of here and, and dropping it into there. Yeah. And where are the other tongs? Just here. you got those, so right. So, I'm leaving you in charge of those tongs. Okay. Right. Okay. So, we're 60 seconds in here. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Good technique. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume no sarcasm. <laughs> no, it's a compliment. Oh, thank it's you. It's a genuine compliment. I'm glad I got it recorded. <laughs> There's a few of them. Find the batteries are gone for that again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I, absolutely, I'm quite impressed because I actually did change out those batteries and I clearly changed out batteries for, for ones that were even flatter than we were in there before. Okay, oh, here we go. So, how, how frequently are you in the darkroom printing? Oh, uh, at the moment, I've been in every weekday this month. Yeah. Um, I'm actually taking a month off social media. That sounds nice. It's, it's, I, I broke the other day and went back on for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I just found myself getting too consumed with nothingness. Yeah. It. So I decided I'm just going to lock myself into the dark room. And it's like I say, initially, it was just a disaster for some reason. My head just wasn't there at all. I just kept on making mistakes and just couldn't get to grips with it. But it was wonderful. Like it was, it's actually quite hard to not keep checking social media because quite often when I'm printing, while it's in the developer, I'll have a quick look on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. So to kind of break that routine was quite hard. But yeah. now I've stopped doing it. I found myself think like concentrating more on what I want to do with the images during that time rather than just distracting myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been in quite a lot recently. The the output has been terrible, but <laughs> it's very easy when you're doing these things um, to think. Oh, I mean, I, I find this even just with developing film. You know, you think, okay, well, I, there's a minute before I need to agitate again. Mm -hmm. I'll just, as you said, check social media, something like, and you get distracted and suddenly, oh god, it's been. T you, know, yeah. you can you can so easily get pulled away from thinking about what you're actually doing. Um, how's that looking? That's great. Isn't it? Yeah, I think this paper. It, it looks like it takes a bit longer for the image to start appearing. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good sort of 20 seconds in, doesn't it, before yeah. it. Do you reckon we're done with that? <laughs> That's got to be a minute, listeners, family. <laughs> That's got to be a minute. Go on then. Yeah, I'll go and get the timer after go this, on. because I, I think you have terrible time perception, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it's probably just as well you're not checking social media. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to drop this from a great height, up, flip, right. and get the other ones and mush it down in there. Um, the image that we're printing is uh, a picture I took of Sinead, my partner. Um, the reason that we're using this picture is because it's a really good idea to make nice prints of the person who's cooking dinner for you. <laughs> this is a really smart move, in no way cynical. And it's going to be a Christmas present. <laughs> it's going to be a Christmas Well, uh, yeah, we might take a point to get to this. Okay, and into the fix. So are these the chemicals that you pretty much use at home? Yeah. Yeah, exactly these ones. Right. Okay, lights on. It's nowhere near 15 seconds, but yeah, why not? Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? Boom, there goes the image. <laughs> Look at that. That looks pretty good, doesn't it? It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, that's... And again, I mean, just speaking from my extremely limited past experience um, of how how difficult it is to get, uh, how difficult I have found it to get to a just decent baseline exposure. Um, and the fact that here we are, one test strip and go. Um, but that's because I'm here. 
Well, it does certainly help. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Well, no, but I, okay. So, I when we started off with this, and I said, okay, what's going to be our baseline exposure before we started doing the test? You can do it about six seconds. So the the only way you can know about six seconds is by experience. I mean, or, or is there a way that you could figure that out otherwise? Um, yeah, I guess it's just yeah, it's experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's just knowing what your starting aperture, knowing the size of the enlargement you're doing from what size negative. How so? That means how far away the enlarger head is away from yeah. the paper. Ultimately. Yeah, um, So it is just it it is feel from practice yeah and the, as we think, the more you do it the more you're going to go oh yeah I, in the past when i've done this at this size this is a good starting point yeah. um and because everyone's setup is going to be slightly different there isn't really any shortcut to this knowledge other than spending the time yeah because um, it's, it's dependent on your negatives as well so like by looking at the negative you'll know if it's a really dense negative it's going to need more light It's, I do find, and uh, obviously you do too, just the dark. There, there is something just so nice being in here, just in just in this very zen space. It's very peaceful, yeah. calming red light. My red lights. Um, I know when we were at your workshop, um, you had quite a lot of safe lights so that people could see what was going on and everything. And I've got this one safe light here, yeah. um, which really is not throwing very much light, um, which makes some of the handling aspects a little bit more difficult. But, you know, is this, would, would you bother putting more red lights no, in this? No, I wouldn't. I think for the size of the space, this is the right yeah. amount of light. Because even like behind you, now that we've been just under red light for a while, you can see everything, can't you? Yeah. And if you're organized, you know where everything is. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. It's getting your eyes adjusted. Speaking of which, I'll turn on the bright light now. Yeah. So everybody look away from the bright light. Bump. Okay, so this is the one with the highest contrast level. So give that a quick solution sploosh. But I have to say, I mean, all right, it is super contrasty, but that, and for that subject matter, it's not what you'd want, but that paper's handled it well. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? That's, yeah. I think the next thing that would be quite interesting to do is use multigrade 4 yeah. Pearl, a direct comparison yeah. of those two contrast levels. Yeah. So you can see how it's handling the new paper is, yes. is, is different between the two. Like the scientists that we are. Yeah. I've got an apron you can wear, it's a yes. scientific apron. Yeah, it's all right, <laughs> Does it say on there? <laughs> it says uh, Bar Humbug. <laughs> <laughs> I never wear it funny enough. Just get it all over my jeans instead. Yeah. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, we'll see that's in. Yeah, let's put that. I have to say that's I thought that that would have putting on the highest contrast, I thought would have rendered that image kind of garbage, but mm -hmm. it absolutely hasn't, has it? That paper's that's doing some good stuff there. Okay. Right, let's go eat. So you come here often? <laughs> Fortunately not. <laughs> I see. Right, so there we go. That looks, they look exposed. 
Yeah. In a very similar fashion to me. That's holding up in the light, we can actually see them <laughs> uh, standing in the dark. So yeah, I think that's as close as we're going to get it. So, speak to the differences with your more professional eye than mine. Oh there, there does seem to be, I mean... The, the, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mid-tones do seem to be a bit more even, this around her face, um, there's, like around the, the sides of her face, in that they seem, it's less harsh. I yeah, don't know. It is, isn't it? it's, and on on that bit of the jacket as well, you can see there's. Well, the the highlights and the shadows look identical. Yeah. The scarf, like the the very highlights, are identical. But yeah, the the faces, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more subtle, isn't it? On the yeah. Face. And it's, it's really hard to tell in this yeah. light, like regards whether it's a warmer tone, but I think it is actually. I know it's. Yeah, I mean, we're, obviously, we're looking at one that's more or less dry and one that's still wet as well, so I guess that makes a bit of a difference. Well, there is a technique, isn't there, that um, rather than having them next to each other. You have them in different rooms? Yeah, I think like, if you have it slightly further away and you look at that, like, so yeah, if you look at that, if I look at that one now, the new one, yeah. but don't directly look at that one, I can see that that one's a lot warmer. That makes sense. Yeah. Rather than having them next to each other. Yeah, like I, I, you can see, I, yeah. can, I can see a difference between yeah. those two now. Uh, yeah, and I have to say, uh, and I realise this just sounds like a blooming advert for a new product, but I, I, I do think that that the new one is that is a, a noticeably, even though we were looking at the sort of the the, contra the most contrasted one we had, um, that is a, a more pleasant exposure to look at. It just looks less harsh. That's really interesting. Yeah, and like for all intents and purposes, they're exactly the same exposure, aren't they? Yeah. It's not, it's, that's not the, the difference between the two. It's down to the paper. Yeah. I will take pictures of these and. Um, yeah, it's, it's so there. difficult to describe it, isn't it? Yeah. But I think that the mid tones were the area that they were trying to particularly pay attention to, and it, and it does. Like, like from a, a chemistry point of view, how do you even how, how do you even do that? <laughs> You're not gonna believe this, John, but I don't know. <laughs> magic, isn't it? It is magic. Um, I think what was it? <laughs> I, I can't remember. Yeah, people with PhDs, lab coats, and. Um, Yeah, that's all. so should we see now if our theory board yeah, yeah, like around the eyes there. It's just it's just just a bit darker around there on the um the, yeah, especially on the face it's made for a nicer exposure on the new one. It's not a huge difference, and I think that's the important thing, but it's not So let's do the old paper at the lower contrast yeah. because I, I think that'll actually be that would be an easy one to see, yeah. So we're halving the exposure time. Back down to twelve. You can, when you separate them, you can see the difference in warmth a lot more. Like if I look between the two of them there, yeah, that gap, that one looks loads cooler. I think. 
Lay a bit flatter. So 12 seconds, number two, same, same as that. So, um, so we just want this exactly as that one yeah, we've already same got. As one same one. as the last one on the old paper. <laughs> it's very satisfying in the big red button. <laughs> I'll let you have a go. I feel, built, I feel bad that you have the chance to push the big red button next time. Because I, I don't want you to go home and say, well, I had a lovely time, but I didn't get to press the big red button. It's a very I'm, good impression of you. I try my hardest not to touch anything that you touch. That seems rude. Right. I'll tuck my toggles in now for safety. Safety right. toggles. There we go. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, the contrast differences. Yeah. <coughs> the new paper is definitely more contrasted. Yeah, the white's definitely whiter on that exposure. Yeah, across the board, even even in these fairly subtle ones, and the, it, bizarrely, it's kind of the opposite of what we saw on the other one. Is that it feels like in here. The, the slightly more contrast around the face is giving more definition there. Yeah. Whereas on the um, the higher contrast filter, it was less abrupt. Kind of makes it look at the new one look a little sharper as well, doesn't it? Yeah. But that could just be because of maybe the maybe that paper's a bit more curved or. But yeah, yeah I, I think. I, I think it's. It is sharp though. Yeah. It's, I think it's just like a it perception is. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Then... Yeah, as you said, just the. the... <coughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just the, the contrast in the detail. That is quite noticeable on that, isn't it? it? You know, if you look look in the creases down there on the two, it's. Yeah. But that's. I, it, it's it's the contrast, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean the, the exposure as a as a nice average exposure is is on the new on the one we've just done on the old paper, the new print on the old paper. <laughs> I hope everyone's following this along. It's a, it's a nice exposure, but um, but yeah, it does not have the same contrast. So if you so if we'd just made so if the print we've just made on the um on the old paper if you just got this you'd be looking at this now and going okay need to go up. You, you'd, you'd 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 up it another stop to to probably try and get more maybe not a bit what bit more contrast than that that one has it's, yeah i would but like i i like quite contrasty images yeah. and, and this is all down to personal taste isn't it yeah like what you're trying to achieve but like personally on the old paper on that, I would have gone to a higher contrast. Yeah. To try and achieve something more like the new paper. Yeah. I'd probably go for, a, I'd probably do, a, at that point I'd do a split grade <coughs> with more emphasis towards the more contrasty grade. Yeah, because you were talking about this earlier to me, so, and the fact that in the experiments you've done when you're trying this stuff, is that you, you found that you just weren't needing to do split grades. Yeah. I didn't do any split grading with it because I was getting a result where it just felt great without yeah. needing to. Yeah, that's great. That's really interesting. Uh, uh, 
I'm surprised that even my untrained eye <laughs> can can go. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see the differences. I can see where the where the changes have been made. And um, yeah, it actually is making a noticeable difference to to the image. Hmm. What do you think <laughs> we should try next then? Uh, right. What have we got? So that's that. That's the new paper. I like to be organised with these sort of things. Mm -hmm. So what, like, before this paper, I've been doing experiments with <coughs> different developers and I've actually been drawn more towards a warmer tone developer because I like a, more, a warmer image. Yeah. But with this newspaper, there's no need for that because it's part of the paper. So yeah. I, can go, I can just use the standard developer yeah. to get that warmer image from it. Which is convenient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so next experiment. We've got those two and those two. We could do, we could try, um, we could try a split grade on the old paper to see if it, we could get more like that. Okay, sounds good to me. Or do you want to do some more experiments with the new paper, seeing as that's... Uh, let's, let's, actually, yeah, that's a good idea. Also, yeah, I think split grade is going to confuse me. <laughs> and if the new paper means that that's not a thing that I need to worry about, then... Um, well, it's, it's, there's no point trying to experiment with the old paper, because if it's going out of production, it's the new yeah. paper that we're working towards. I know that the chems we've got are not necessarily the, the best ones for doing this, but we did talk about um, toning. Oh, yeah. So why don't we give that a go? Because this is one of the things That's that you said idea. you kind of found to be a complete bust with the old one, and that this one is supposed to be better. So so while we've got, while we've got this set up, let's do another print at the low contrast on the old paper. Yeah. So we can do a comparison between that toned and the new paper toned. Two and a half hours later... Right. Let's look at our final works, the final sort of evening's worth of stuff here. So we've got four prints, all same, same, same. So two oh natural, two selenium toned. Um, final thoughts, John. On uh, our activities today. Is it over? <laughs> are we done? We are done, so. Right, so what have we got here then? We've got. <clears throat> let's have a look at the next of the originals. Straight prints. So that goes with that one. This is great for radio. Yeah. As always. Yeah. Um, well, there's a notable difference between them all, I would say. There's a notable yeah. difference between them all. Yeah. The I think the closest ones are the old and new paper straight prints. Yeah. Actually. Um, the difference between the toned old and new is quite significant. Yeah. Colour-wise. Um, Definitely. And contrast-wise, it, 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 it seems like the difference in the contrast is, if anything, more pronounced 
it's really I don't know it's it does look yeah there's more there's more contrast in the toned new paper mm. but that I think that applies to the straight prints as well yeah yeah um The new paper definitely does appear sharper. Yeah. I like which just seems bizarre. But I assume it's down to the contrast element of it. Yeah. But it does seem to be kind of like I don't, I don't know what the description is about the, the edge sharpness. Just it just appears finer in places. Mhm. Mm um I I think it's mainly the eyes I'm kind of on the new one. The eyes just seem to have a bit more sharpness to them, don't they? Yeah. Um, and as you said, the warmth is very noticeable. Yeah. yeah. What, do you th what do you think about the turned results of the two? I mean, you know, turned <coughs> is always a... I'm not a huge fan of either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too much. In my view, but that, that yeah. was ten minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, we we did give it a, a fair old dose of time. Yeah. It's, it feels like it's very much one of those things that you yeah, you're gonna need to play around with to um see what if any is your flavour with this. Yeah, yeah, you need something to compare it to because if you had any of those prints in isolation, you could be really happy with it. Yeah, and pleased. But as soon as you start comparing it to something, then that's where you can notice the differences. I, d I wonder if the old paper toned, if that was left in for say another ten minutes, it would start to have similar qualities to the new paper mm. toned. Um, yeah, that required more experimentation. But it, is it really worth experimenting with the old paper? Is no, it, no. It's, it's I think not, not at this point. You know, it's. Um... <coughs> Or doing comparisons with it, it's, it's not at all as it's it's about what you can do with the new paper now. Yeah. Speaking very much just as a, as a layperson, I have to you know, and I'm based only on this one evening's adventures with one negative which we just picked because we thought, oh, this could work well. You know, we didn't, we haven't tried anything else. We could have picked a different negative and maybe had different results, but this from this one negative we tried. I'm real glad about the new paper <laughs> because, uh, as you said, the results just they just seem a bit sharper. It just yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear kind of or have an understanding of why that is, mm. right? Because looking at it now, I don't know if it's just an illusion or w what's going on, but there's something about it that it just seems to have a bit more detail, particularly that jacket. Where it's like it's an enormous amount of fine detail, and yeah, it's come through on the old paper, but in the new, it just it's really quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah. So it's turned out to be quite a good choice of negative. Yeah. I'd, like I'd like to try it with a negative that is really contrasty, because it's because the paper is a bit more contrasty. It's like actually you'd want to tone that back. And yeah. It's like, can you tone it back enough? With a contrasty negative, yeah, um, and see how it responds. Yeah, but I think regards kind of creating a print 
that has got like real impact I suspect the new the new paper is going to really help people with that yeah it's just going to be it's going to be easier to get to that point yeah yeah, I think, I mean, like, in, in, if you took them all out and just had the the older paper and nothing else to compare it to, you'd be more than happy with that yeah, print, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, just, it's just when they're side by side, the new paper just popped that, that this particular negative on this <laughs> yacht, it yeah. just pops more. Yeah. Um, that is... It's more of a distant difference than I was honestly expecting to see from just the limited time. <laughs> the limited time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see you again <laughs> at some point of some limited dark room time. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm surprised by that as well because mm. I, I say I've, I've tested this paper before, mm. but I don't think I did direct comparisons like this I was just printing things that I'd never printed before yeah and I was just amazed with the result now I never actually kind of qualified whether that was just because of the images yeah were, were good enough to get those prints anyway yeah but actually seeing these side by side I'm I'm quite surprised by that and it's not it's not a huge difference is it no you know, you're no. not like this is like something new it's like you're gonna be blown away but I am actually quite astounded by what those small differences have done to that image yeah and I suppose it, it, it's it's the best kind of revision that you want it's not huge it's not going to suddenly mean that people are very used to doing certain things certain way and getting a very certain look going to suddenly have all that thrown out yeah. the window but but it will require adjusting to I me mean, you, you know it, if you've if you're mid, mid, um, project, yeah, and you've been doing it, it is going forwards. You are going to have to adjust the way you're doing it because these new. If you're doing it on the, a continuous, it, it will look a bit different. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to try and achieve the look of the old paper with the new paper. Yeah. See, like reduction in contrast. See if there's anything you can do in your process. <clears throat> if you want that visual consistency. Yeah. Um, because straight off, like for like, there is a difference between them. And yeah. if you want exact consistency, then it's going to need something. Yeah. Tweaking. Yeah. Well, I look forward to. Uh, are you going to need? Because you're clearly this is your work. You know, and this. You're, so you're going to be doing a lot of playing around with this stuff. I would imagine going forwards. Oh, I expect so. Yeah. So I, I hope we're going to get you to report back on this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the, the toning thing looks quite interesting. Mm. Um, and I want to do some comparisons to fibre prints as well. Yeah. See how that works out. Tomorrow, oh, yeah. unfortunately she's gone to bed now because obviously it's stupid late o'clock because <laughs> we've been doing this for... I hope not. She's, I, need, I need her car moving to get out. Oh no, you're stuck here forever now. Um, but <laughs> I will be into tomorrow. I'm going to sort of put both of those in front of Sinead and see if she has... You know, see, as somebody who's not spent the whole afternoon and evening looking at these things and thinking about whether she sees a difference and whether she has a favourite no it'll probably be the other <laughs> it'll be the wrong one for our I, yeah this is like the age old problem isn't it because 
like for me looking at it, I can immediately see the difference. Yeah. But put it in front of somebody who's like just sees them as, as pictures. Mm. I, think, as, I don't know. I think I I think it. I think that I think she will. But yeah. you know, we'll see. I will do that test tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feedback on that. Yeah, like the, when I ask those sort of questions, like I get, oh yeah, I prefer that one, but they're unable to explain why, mm. what the differences are. And I think looking at those two, I would immediately say, yeah, I prefer that. Although actually, the highlights, looking at it now, the highlights on the scarf, on the new paper, feel like they're, they're blown a bit, actually. It feels a bit too much. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, I quite like it. <laughs> I quite like that. But it, it's just, yeah. it's an it's adjustment to working with that paper. So mm. like maybe it's a reduction in contrast, or maybe it's just a bit of burning mm. required on those those parts um just because of the way it responds yeah but that's that's no different to working with the old paper yeah you know, it's just like you're, you're working with the way that paper responds to the negative yeah so, but the rest of the image like i yeah has has got a better feel to it fun awesome fun new tool to play with yeah brilliant brilliant news from uh, from Ilford. Nice, yeah. nice one, Ilford. Nice one, Ilford. Nice. Well done. Pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. All your doctor sciences there, and everybody <laughs> else there. John, thank you so much for coming down, giving up your day to come Pleasure. and uh, dick around with me <laughs> in the dark room. <laughs> it's been great fun having you down here, um, and uh, yeah, hopefully it's been useful for somebody. Well, <laughs> it's been useful for me, and hopefully it's been a bit useful for you as well. Seeing that, the stuff. great tip about. Tilting the bottles on the side, those jugs on the side. Yeah. Stopping glugging. It's going to be transformative in your life. It is. Stop all sorts of splashes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about your all sorts of splashes. Uh, right, we need to get you on the rickety road and back home, so I need to empty these trays out. I'm going to turn this off now because I think we've got about 20 hours of recording, so that'll probably do us. <laughs> Uh, Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, from, from, from John Whitmore and from I, thank you and good night. <laughs>A huge thank you to John for giving up so much of his time and for putting up with so much of my nonsense. As you could probably tell, I had a fantastic time in the dark show with John. Um, it really was just so much fun as mucking around in the dark dark shed or even the dark room, I suppose, if you're not blessed enough to have a dark shed. You can find John at the dark shed on Twitter and more importantly, go to, he says very quickly, clicking to the page he had in front of him one second ago, um, go to uh, johnwhitmorephotography.co.uk, not just to see his work, but John does also do darkroom courses and uh, tuition and stuff. So, um, and he sells prints as well, and John's got some fantastic prints. So I will put all of the links in the show notes. Do go and check them out. And if this has piqued your interest uh, in getting involved in darkroom stuff and you uh, want some help to get started, which is something I always recommend, whether it's with um, Rachel or with John or with anybody who's close to you that you can make that work, get some time in the dark with somebody who knows what they're doing. It really does make a huge difference. 
Uh, and that will about do us for this week. Um, I think that's probably enough. That's quite a lot. You've had so much news. You've had so many lols. Well, I had so many lols anyway. Um, the one thing which obviously I need to finish up is this competition. So uh, Matt and Michelle posted down to us uh, an extra box of the new multi-grade pearl um, deluxe paper. As you heard from the chat with um, John and myself, we really enjoyed using it. Multigrade 4 was a great paper. Um, and it's not to knock that, but this one, in the test that we did, it was noticeably better. And uh, following up from <laughs> the end of that piece, I did put the pictures in front of Sinead the following morning. Uh, I had the four prints, so we had the toned and untoned um, on the new paper and the old paper. They were all as close to identical as we could get in terms of exposure. And um, her favourite pick was the untoned one on the new paper. Um, her description, uh, the reason she gave for it was she just felt it looked more like her. Um, I, I, who knows what it was, but um, there was something about the presence of that picture that just drew her to it. So. Well done, Alfred. I think you've made a, a, a good improvement to that project. Um, so, how are we going to give this away? Well, we want to give it away to somebody who already does some printing, because that seems sensible, because otherwise these things can just kind of lurk around. So, what I think we're going to do is we're going to make it easy, but we're going to ask something from you. What we would like you to do is send us a print. Um, it doesn't matter how big. It can be a tiny print. It can be a Whatever you want it to be, I will even quite happily take um, uh, pinhole direct print or something like that, as long as it is a on uh, darkroom paper, not a digital print. Then send us a print. Um, we're not going. We will look at all of them and we will talk about any prints we get sent in. Um, but we're not going to judge the quality of the prints. That's not what the competition's about. We just want to get all the prints in so we can talk about them and talk about the work that people are doing. Then we will put all the names of everybody who sends us in a print in a hat and we will draw one at random. Because like I said, this paper is for everybody. This is not about who's got the best print, who's the most competent printer already. That's not, you know, that's not what we're looking for. We just want to give it to somebody who we know is going to use it. Uh, we will post this paper anywhere around the world. So if you can post something to us, hopefully this should be nice and easy. It just means sticking something in an envelope, wanging it in the post. Um, do that and we will put your name in the hat and we will draw it. We're going to give this, where are we now? So it's the 24th today. Let's say a month with possible revisions in the future, but let's say, let's give it a, a month for time being. Um, so get your prints in. Like I said, don't worry if you don't think they're very good. It's not about that. It's just about the doing it. If you saw my prints, you'd realise that I would never get involved with anything if they need to be good. Uh, you will find the address for where to send this to in the show notes. I will put that there. So go there. If you have any problems, just drop us an email, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Um, and if you don't want to go to that trouble, you just want to get this paper, you will find this paper available very quickly everywhere. I popped into my local um, supply place yesterday and they knew all about it and they were getting ready to order some and get on top of that. So um should be readily available very soon and hopefully the ortho will be very soon as well. You can find us, of course, at Sunny16Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. I will be sharing some of the pictures from the stuff I did with John, um, some of the prints we made, uh, so keep an eye out for that. And we will be back on Sunday with backing paper with... Uh, 
your emails and of course any other news that's come up in the last week with photo plus hopefully we might get some other new announcements coming up fingers crossed for that until then it leaves me only to say thanks once again to matt michelle and john for all of their time and to remind you all this is your last chance to sign up for the emulsive secret santa get and do it now whilst the going is good there's been some exciting news this week about the sponsors get to emulsive.com and get that done until Sunday, listeners, thank you and goodbye.